gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or a baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy The Dungeon House. Look, I was, it was shorthanded. I gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, do it. Woo! Does that mean we're on? Is that on? Is that, is that us? Hey, there we are! Wow. Yep, that's Hi, us! Hey! Hey! Yeah, we're ah! alive! Welcome to... The Dungeon House! Anyways. Why are we repeating it? We're not that fancy. The mood lighting? Like her like red lights on and then David's background looks all cool. I have a TV and the glare on my forehead. Whoa. He like blends in. What can you do? Cool. One of these days will be cool. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe one day. Alright, so for those who don't know, this is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast and stream. This is going to be the first episode of this new campaign. Um, we're excited to see where it's going to go. We are um, family-friendly, too, as best as our abilities. Yeah. But we're going to have fun. Um... Anyways. Because regular families don't. don't. <laughs> families don't know how fun. <laughs> You're not wrong. Anyway. friendly, but also fun. Mm-hmm. So, no, as an introduction for our players tonight, um, we will start off. Um, we have. I'll just shout out and then raise your hand and wave at the the people. We have Brandon. Look at Brandon, he's so cute. Um, we have Joy. Joy! We have David. Hey guys! We have Kyle. Starting on this side of me, depending on which way you're looking, this is my lovely wife, Faith. That's Tori. I'm Tori! Woo! And this is oh, one. Oh, and Tori's baby. <laughs> yeah. And McKay. Hi, friends. Yes. Whoa. Oh. Can you see my belly? Because wouldn't that be weird? It's oh, like, and that's her kid. And that's <laughs> <laughs> the child. <laughs> Wait, you're pregnant? Well, oh, surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, and I'm going to be the DM for this game. His name's um, Chase. My name's Chase. Cute. Chase. I like him. Stop. You don't make me blush. Um, yeah, so I think we're just going to, you know, jump into this D&D thing. Um, if you've ever seen a D&D uh, thing before, then you know what's going on. If you don't, well, enjoy the ride. It's it's fun. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um... To start off with, I, I kind of want to set a little bit of I don't know, the mood. 
So, as we can't start our story here, it think of it kind of like a movie scene. Like you have this visual where you look out and you see this beautiful green field. Um, out in the distance, you can see like a grove of trees and uh, kind of a bubbled path that leads up. And as kind of the camera pans, you see uh, in the distance here, there are groups of houses, um, all different styles and different variations from um, different cultures and things like that. And the, the camera pans uh, and kind of rests on a larger, more estate-like building. Um, with more of the rice paper windows and the earthy colored wooden beams, more of the oriental-esque style of a, a house. And as the camera kind of keeps going, it, it brings us towards this. We go into, um, into this window, um, into one of the rooms on the second floor of this, this building. And inside is a girl sitting at her desk, um, furiously writing things down, reading books. Um, David, would you like to describe your character for us and the audience? Yeah, I would love to. Um, my character's name is uh, Aliyah. Um, she is about five foot eight, about 120 pounds. Um, she uh, is a half-elf and uh, about the age of 20. She has a brown hair with uh, like blue dyed streaks in it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's Aliyah. What What's Aliyah doing to start off her morning today? Um, she's probably, um, journaling and, and writing down kind of the research that, uh, of, that she's performed over the last couple of days. Just making notes and making sure she remembers the research she's been, she's been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that you, um, spread out across your desk. You have a, a bunch of different books from various resources. You can like read the title. It's like um, folklore of Yavna. Um, others have hinting towards more like the mysterious monstrosities of um, the Robine, things like that. As you keep reading um, and studying these books, uh, eventually, though, you do hear a call from downstairs. <clears throat> Aliyah? Aliyah, are you, are you awake? Uh, you know this to be the uh, kind of manservant of your, your family, Dimitri. Uh, yes, Dimitri, I'm awake. Just, just doing some reading. Well, it's getting fairly close to the, the Seekers. They're coming. Are you all the way ready? Uh, I... I'm outside the door. Uh, yeah, I, I, for the most part, yeah, I just need to gather out a couple of things. Okay. Um, just 
hurry. And you can kind of hear that, that as he kind of quickly walks away. Um, as you kind of pack up new things, what's some of the things that you grab? Um, really, yeah. Probably she's going to grab the book she's been reading, for sure. She's definitely going to grab those books. Um, and then she's going to make sure she grabs um, just like her, her, her normal... Um, I guess the kit that she's prepared for what's what's coming, um, which I imagine would be you know a little bit of rations, um, cooking utensils, and that that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And so you grab your kit, you kind of get make sure everything's squared away, you kind of dot your T's and cross your I's, so to say, um, and you kind of open up the the sliding door. Um, laying even more light in through the the uh, as you end exit, um, you're greeted by the the beautiful inner courtyard of your your home, um, where you can kind of hear the birds chirping in some of the trees. Um, looking at some of the grounds, the beautiful gardens um, in the distance, you hear you know one of those uh, the bamboo fountains that they have, where it fills up with water and then, boom. And then, like, tips back over and fills up, and then, boom, kind of yeah. going on. Um, some, some running water, water features, etc. Um, and it's a beautiful day outside. Um, in the distance, you can see may look like a little bit of a cloudy sky, um, but nothing too abnormal from where you're from. Um, as you walk down the stairs, um where do you head first um mm. she would probably probably go to the kitchen go grab like like a pastry or just a small something that she's probably prepared in the past or like like the day before prior just a little snack yeah awesome so you walk um, to the edge end of the the kind of the row on this this open inside balcony of your house and then you you walk down and just turn the left right to the kitchen and uh, you step inside and the the familiar smells of your own cooking kind of hit your nose and it's almost like a satisfying feeling just to kind of like remember the good times that you've had here um, and, and just in kitchens in general um, though, as you do open the door and kind of more come to your senses, you realize that um, sitting at the, the the little dining area that's part of the kitchen, not the full dining place that is set aside in your home, but just in this little spot, is your mother like eating what looks to be like some bread with maybe like some jam on it, um, kind of hurriedly just looking over um, what looks to be a paper and kind of just speed reading it. Um, she, as you slide open the door, she goes, "Oh, um, Aliyah, you're you're awake." Uh, yeah. Good morning, mother. How you? How are? How did you sleep? Um, good, good. I, I was up for most of the night, kind of going over some of these uh, these ledgers, some of the the newer members have, you know, broken some of the equipment again and other things like that, but. Just regular things uh, that you have to deal with when you're 
uh, a professor, but um, how 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 are you feeling? I'm I'm nervous, but I I spent a lot of time studying yesterday, so I think I'm ready. Now you know that you don't you not you don't have to prove anything out there. I want you to know that you're. You'll always be my little girl. I, I love you. I want you to know that. Thanks, Mom. I, I know. And I... I just want to make Dad proud. I... I, I understand that. There's... There's many ways to make people proud. And I'm glad that you're trying this out. But please just be safe. It's... It's not always a... A perfect system. I'll I'll be safe, Mom. You don't have to worry. I I spent a whole bunch of time studying, and I I, I I'll be okay. At that, she. I imagine that you kind of approached her a little closer, and she'll kind of reach out your hand and kind of take it and give it kind of a soft squeeze. And I know that's that's my girl. Just keep studying. That's how you can overcome them. Really important. Thanks, I'm really looking, really looking forward to seeing you back here in a, as soon as I can. Yeah, hopefully I'll get accepted and then we can we can celebrate. I I and you can't see her her face is like a little bit sterner after you say that and she's like I I hope so too. Um I at that moment, you can kind of hear from outside the sound of like carriage wheels, kind of like like kind of rolling across the cobblestone road, um, just in front of your home. And she says, "I think that that might be them." Well then, I guess I'm off. I, I guess so. Um, one thing first, and. Like she'll get up, and it's not something that usually happens. Um, she's definitely not the type of person to usually do this. Um, but she gives you a hug. It's kind of stiff because she's not normally comfortable with doing that kind kind of action, anyways. Um, but it's as warm as you can tell that she can give. Yeah, just return the embrace, and I guess not really know what to say, and and just. All right, Mom. I'll see you soon. Okay. Be safe, okay? Yep, I will. Always watch your back. Make sure that you do what's right, but don't do what's right in order to get yourself in danger. And be safe, okay? Okay, Mom. Yes, I I, I will do that. All right. Okay. And she'll, she'll kind of like do the mom thing where she walks you to the door and keeps talking to you, like giving you advice and make sure you eat breakfast and, yep. and lunch. I, yep. And always change your socks. If you have sweaty feet that, that can really lead to hurting um, the skin down there, like leading to diseases, stuff like that. And, like, mom, she like literally yeah, walks yeah. Out, like you're halfway out the, on the like little walkway up to the house. And she's like, Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll you'll do great. All right, I will see you soon. Okay, I I love you. Love you too, mom. And then 
you see as you kind of turn around um riding on the carriage is what looks to be this old man with like kind of crazy white hair and sitting on his shoulder is this hawk but instead of it being kind of like um like it, the head almost looks like it has like a wooden mask on it with like fur coming out of the back of it um and where the eyes on this mask are you can kind of see like what looks to be like little red lights uh on it um the he's standing up kind of riding it and then uh, another man this one being a goliath is kind of standing by the door um he's got kind of these uh shorter more shaved kind of military militaristic uh haircut and he he opens up the door for you and he's like three feet taller than you. he says um good morning good morning he'll open up the door and as you get in and settle down he kind of jumps onto a little spot on the the back of the the uh, wagon where he has his chair and then uh, it kind of plodles along off on the road the view kind of zooms out as it kind of heads down the road all right with this the um view kind of changes going from this one to a different scene also good weather um it's sunny but the sun is lower here in the sky it's um looks almost to be getting close to um like mid-afternoon to almost dusk time um out in a field you see a man wearing simple clothing um and he looks to be tilling the earth kind of working the field mckay would you be willing to describe your character for us yeah so my character's name is baron um he is a human um as chase said he is wearing very simple clothing um boots are worn muddied um pants are are just plain um with kind of just a plain like um pale shirt that has like the strings that tie it you know what i mean um looking at his left forearm there is some sort of what looks like a burn mark uh, or or branding mark that you can see um and then when you kind of look more at his face you can see that he has a large beard that kind of comes down to like the middle of his chest with like long wispy hairs like it, it's not a very kept beard um and it covers the majority of like his face kind of coming over here and down and um it's kind of hard to tell his age just based off that he, he it could look like he's in his anywhere from his like 20s to 30s and kind of upper 30s or whatever um he has purple eyes light purple eyes um and his hair is long it's the the top portion of it is pulled back into a bun and the rest of it hangs kind of towards his shoulder blades so pretty long all the way down um if you met him he's kind of like one of those people that you'd want to invite to a bar or punch in the face 
it's a good way of describing it. Um, yeah, you're, you see kind of this man, um, for the audience's sake. Um, he's out working the fields. Um, what have you been able to accomplish with today's work? Um, today I have tilled the fields, well, finishing tilling the fields. I've picked all the, the green beans that are currently in season. Um, um, tended to the cattle, um, just things that you do. Nice. Awesome. So as you're just close to finishing up your work, um, behind you, you kind of see a shadow get cast upon the, the ground, um, as you kind of take a step back like, oh, someone's behind me. Um, it wasn't quiet, like you could kind of hear something approaching, uh, but you turn around and you see uh, Durgan. Um, he's this kind of older looking dragonborn. As you look at him, uh, brass dragonborn, I should say. Um, half of his face is kind of slumped, like almost like he had a stroke at one point. Um, and he, he, like in that same side, he's like kind of holding a cane in his arm, like in his hand, kind of steadying himself up. Um, and in the other hand, he has what looks to be like some sort of package that he's holding. He says, well, that looks pretty mind fine for me. There's still work to be done. Yeah, but you got your own things to go and worry about. We have time. Uh, I always like pushing the envelope, son. You know me. That's true. Always the and he like kind of picks up the cane, kind of shakes it at you like the old man he is, and says, "You always, you know, pulling those old tricks out of your book." Eh? And he kind of sets it back down. And yeah, hey, well, I uh, I really appreciate all you've done the past past three years. It's going to be hard to see y'all leave. Yeah. I want you to know if you, as you travel into Felsau, if you see my my son, uh, say hi. Of course. Yeah. Well, never really was very good with these, you know, goodbye things, but um, I, I made this for you, and he holds out the package. I'll uh, take the package. Or... Thanks, um, and I'll, I guess I'll open it right in front of him. Yeah, he kind of like it's, but <laughs> it's fine. He doesn't like go like, wait, 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 wait. This isn't like one of those gifts where I'm supposed to be here. But no, you open it up and you find that inside is a chessboard that um, you can tell it's not like made like super elegantly, but it is like, you can tell it's been made with love. Something that he has handcrafted himself um, through like whittling down each and every single piece to like making the board itself and like the the tiles, like where you, I don't know if that's the right phrasing for it, it's just tiles, but you know what I'm saying. Um, he actually wood, wood burned them in. And so in each of like kind of the darker areas, um, it kind of has like a different pattern that he kind of burnt into it. And so when where the white stuff is, the 
the white space is, and it's just blank, but the other places have, have these interesting patterns. Thank you. Yeah, I, you're the best in the, in the village, so I figured you might as well have the... And he kind of blushes at this, you know, like the, the best chest uh, board in, in the village. I'm only good because of you. I'm, 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 you're just making stuff up. Anyways, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. How many games did I win again? Uh, let's not talk about that. We probably shouldn't. I know I got you at least once for sure. The other ones may have been flukes, but yeah. I got you at the time when we were at the tavern in Europe. Not really of sound nine, let's say. But uh, <laughs> kind of like laughs a little bit, Joe William, and kind of pats you on the shoulder. Because um, he's he's fairly big still. He's he, he stands like almost a head taller than you. Yeah. Um. And he. Um. We'll just say to you, you know, I. Uh, it's a dangerous world out there, but I really do believe you can make a difference. Thanks. I'll keep that in mind. Well, I'll finish up here and then we'll we'll get on the road. Well, I guess might as well help you so that way you can get a little bit earlier start. And he kind of walls over to kind of like a little cobblestone like fence that's around this little pasture or this little this little garden patch. And he he grabs one of the other hoes and steadying himself on both the, the cane and the hoe, he starts kind of helping you till and then where this scene fades away. All right. Next up. Um, as it kind of pans over um, to about the same time, actually, um, the sun's still in the same place in the sky. You see um, this woman clad in armor um most of it being like creams to white colors um with kind of this shoulder cape that's almost pure white and on the back side is orange um she's walking through uh, a city um and there's two people dressed fairly similarly but um a little bit differences in it than in their clothing um on each of their armors somewhere you see um the symbol of the Celtic knot that is known as like the Trinity or the Triquetra, um, where it has like the three points of interlocking loops as it keeps going. Um, um, she seems to be kind of flanked with them, kind of jovially talking. And as they continue walking, eventually they kind of come to the edge of this town where it kind of reaches more of a, a taller hill. And at that point, the they kind of take a moment and stop. Um, I would like you to describe what your character looks like as it's one of these three figures. Oh. Um, so my character's name is Opal, and she's awesome. She is a human human and um 
don't remember what we determined her height is. I'm short, so I'd make all my characters short, but I don't think she's short. So, we'll say, um, five, six and a half. Yeah, that's still kind of short. It's taller than me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's that. I don't know her weight, and we're not going to disclose that. But Never ask. <laughs> but yeah, so she has, um blue eyes not dark blue but not super light blue so a good mixture of that not quite turquoise either something like that you picked the color so <laughs> and hard to explain but um some babies are born with like a blonde hair that eventually fades to dark such as myself it's really exposing myself but anyway um she has that kind of a hair color so it's not exactly white and it's not exactly blonde it's a mixture of both so kind of like a platinum blonde but not so bright so just a really light blonde um in two braids off to go here she goes uh she's 23 so paint that picture armored up ready to go with my two palios that will be explained to there yeah so as you turn around um you can kind of tell that your your dad who is getting a little bit older in years um this you see it this elven man um who uh, is a little bit actually more stout than most elves um you can tell he's kind of you know hit the gym in his previous life but now he's kind of got the dad bod so it's a little bit thicker <laughs> um, probably was like like a like a quarterback in high school if he played football but now he's like kind of like let it he's got a little bit more of the dad bod yeah now you guys get the, the picture um, and then standing next to him is kind of still um, slender, his his wife, um, your da dad, Tarek, kind of a little bit huffing and puffing. He's like, whew, kind of forget how big uh, Felnor is. It's it's grown so much since the last uh, 300 years when it was founded. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Uh, we could try and so, do a good job. And you see your, <laughs> you see your, your mom um kind of like snickers at that and he he blushes and your mom gives you kind of a, like puts out hand to do a fist bump and she makes him like man oh well, we're gonna miss your wise cracks you're brought so much light to our lives well, well i sure do appreciate all that you've done for me and even walking me thus far even though it's a challenge for some so hey i heard that <laughs> yeah ah it'll be good it'll be good right yeah just shake it off we're good cool yeah and now you know the way the directions to to fell south you know how to get there yeah i'm pretty sure okay you just you keep heading down this road okay. and it's the only road you need to go down it's the main road okay no lefts no lefts no rights what okay. about right yeah you just said no rights okay choose well choose okay. the right <laughs> do what's right but don't go right okay if that makes sense what if it's not right go left okay yeah, but there's no, it's it's like a straight <laughs> road. It's a straight and narrow road that okay. you're going to go down. Okay. In life and this road as well. Okay, straight and narrow. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, remember that. Okay. We don't want you going all curvy on this, like on <laughs> like different roads, unknown paths, okay? Okay. Not going to make a comment there. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad says, back in my day. And then she elbows him really hard. Um, keeping that comment from being said. Um, look, uh, after he kind of gets his breath, he's like, look, uh, 
Opal, we, we really do love you. Um, we understand that it's been kind of a hard choice to do this, but I want you to know that both your mother and I have always been supportive of, of this this choice, and I'm, I'm really glad that that you're you're going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you y'all already know. I've already talked to you plenty of times, but I yeah, I got to do this. I know it contradicts basically everything ever but i gotta do this even if it's really hard so even you just saying that means a lot yeah i get that i know it it seems like it's it's definitely not what a lot of the other members want um especially um you know um old war work um gideon he's he's always saying things like oh Make sure the opal is protected, and I'll, uh, don't let her eat the dirt. That's really good for kids to eat dirt. Yeah, minerals. Yeah. I mean, the name's—it's opal. It's min- yeah, I know, right? No. Yeah. I'm bonding with. Min- okay. <laughs> but you get the idea that we just—we want you to know that you're not making the wrong choice. This is this is how it's always been. This is not something that's, I feel like you and everyone has had to do a journey like this at one point in their life. And so just keep your head up, choose what's right, like your mom said, don't go off the path. And if we ever need your help, we'll we'll come call her. We, we want you to do what's right for you. And it kind of starts getting a little teary-eyed because he's an old softy. Um, and then he'll kind of walk up and give you a big hug. So Jimon, it's kind of like a nice group hug, family bonding moment. Um, and um, for a little while, this embrace you finally separate all right got a, a long walk so you gotta be safe all right yep okay see you when we see you okay mm-hmm. opal will start walking and immediately take a right <laughs> wait, 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 wait. hey you <laughs> I, I, I had to do it okay straight there here we go okay you just you got me and then they'll they'll just kind of stand there on the top of this hill i'm overlooking the city behind them you heading towards the the fields following this main road down you can see on the path there's other travelers um walking but it's probably one of the first times in your life that you haven't had someone by your side and it's almost exhilarating I'm feeling you're like the weight of like this choice is finally being able to settle in and hit you of, of what you're doing and at that moment this scene kind of fades away may your mental state later yeah sure okay um but we're going to switch to the next character. Um, we switch over to a place where it's actually really 
kind of dark, like twilight time now, where the sun has definitely set, and there's still just a little bit of light out. And outside, you can see what looks to be these gnarly brambles of trees, and have a thick um, wooded area outside of um, this house as it kind of zooms in you can kind of tell that inside this building it's like maybe only like a two room um place with candlelight only um and all around the walls and hanging from the rafters you see different herbs and different roots and different types of like plants and and just dry things for making um different remedies and stuff like that um, and sitting at a table is Kyle. Would you like to describe your character? Um, sitting at this table, standing at a solid height of three feet and one and a half inches. You see this measured, very... Yeah. Yes, measured and everything. You witness this wrinkly old man just sort of sitting there. Sort of at that stage in life where his eyes are sullen in, where it always looks like he's tired and restless, but it's reality it's just because he is old. He's got these two large ears with droopy earlobes that haven't seen haven't seen a tight earlobe in years. And as you uh, sort of dressed in this patched together leathery type of an outfit, as he's sort of fumbling around with this like black obsidian knife. Almost like trying to carve something on a piece of wood. Trying to get ready. As, yeah. He's also bald. Yeah. Nice. Shiny dome. Shiny dome. Not polished, though. No. Like, bald loosely. Like, wispy hair everywhere. Maybe, like, lesser-haired man. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, um... Out of the, the corner of your your hearing because it's sometimes a little hard to hear you hear from the other room uh this kind of crackly old voice as well going moss moss are you in there yeah uh, moss and and you see like this um very old human lady that's like super bent and bowed like She's got like the hump back and stuff like that, and got like the the old like um, grandma cowl on and stuff like that. And she kind of waddles into the room, boss, boss, ah, and she kind of like, squints and like looks, and but she's only like five feet away. Ah, there you are, and she she'll like kind of waddle over and grab a chair and like <laughs> and then like pull it over right next to you and, and kind of plops down on like ah. Uh, there you are. What, what, what you working on? And she kind of looks at what you've been doing. I was waiting for you to get your hump back in here so I could tell you goodbye. Hey, I, you know I'm a busy lady. Things with my shop and all the things that I'm trying to get done. Yeah, Look, keep yapping, keep yapping. Oh, I swear, one of these days, I'm going to pull your nose right off your face and make you eat it. Nah. It's big enough that you could get a whole meal. And you'd like it, too. That's the worst part. 
crazy. And she just, you can see she's getting a little fussy. Well, I'll have you know that I am a trained physician, and I don't need to take this sort of thing from you. But physician, yeah, right, right, right. I remember your life. Yeah, okay, okay, man. You're right. You're right. Anyways, anyways, and she kind of like settles back down, kind of forgetting maybe what has been said in the past couple minutes. Um, she says, "Look, remember, you need to to get hidden on the road soon, and you're looking for the Vigil's outpost in in uh, Lethanor. Lethanor." Lethanor. It's just due south from here. It might be a day's journey if you're fast. You're not fast. So give it two days. Shut you up. Get going. <laughs> I swear, I one of these days I'm going to just... Hey, I'm going to find you and turn you into goo. <laughs> you need me, so you can't do that yet. One, I don't need you. I'll do that. But... It's a day's journey. Day's journey. So, and remember, tell them that you're looking to, to join and and do what's good. Don't treat people mean. Don't do what's bad. Hey. I'll be able to help you. He'll be, be able to help us. Don't worry. You scratched my back, I'll scratch yours. Okay. Look, I, uh, before I go, I, I made you something. Not because I like you, but because I want you to succeed, actually. And she, a gift. Not a is, gift. It's something gonna, to help you, to help gonna, me. Is this going to be, like, the last thing you gave me? Uh, maybe, but probably not. All right. And she'll hold up, um, you see this kind of very, like, burlap sack-esque, um, cloak. And on the cloak in different places are, like, these very, like, different, these patches that are sewn together with different symbols on them. One of, like, a door, one of, like... A window, one with like that portrays like two dogs, and the the sewing isn't done with like thread. It's done with um, like actually grass weaving inside the burlap thread to make these patterns on these patches. Um, um, it's kind of like a, a more dark brown cloak, and then which really stands out from the the patches being this um, bright dry grass color. Now, if you ever need anything, look on the patch, pull it off, and it gives you that thing. Okay? <laughs> Alright, then I'll trust you. Makes me look a little flashy, don't you think? And I'll help you get in, too, because you'll be actually impressive. Shut up. You know I can do it back. Whatever. Well, as you see, need to get going. You see, he stands up his all three feet. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I'll be back before you know it. Just don't die on me while I'm gone. I'm not planning on it. 
And she kind of right. sticks out her hand for a handshake. Yeah, you watch as um, Moss sort of hesitates for a second. And then, like, reaches out and just, like, taps the hand and then pulls it back. It's, I right. like, I like it, man. But... She would try to, like, grab your hand and, like, look you in the eye. Like, I'm right. holding you. Okay. So, like, you, like, kind of go for, like, the pat, and then she, like, grabs your hand, and, like, it's actually quite surprising how strong her grip is. And she says, look, remember your promise. Okay? Don't worry. Don't worry, Pan. I remember. And then she'll shake your hand and, like, let you go. Now get out of here. Thinking out the place anyways. As he stretches his back, everything pops. Ah. Be back before you know it. He just watches this short Don't little Don't bring man. the smell this time. Now, shock you can smell with that clog thing up there. As you watch him open up the door. Really Moss heads yeah, out. Uh, as you head out, it's still a little bit of that twilight hour. Um, heading down the the old path among these old trees. And the scene changes. Um, this time, going to more of a night scene. Um, but it zooms in on this almost immaculate palace. Um, inside is um, these beautiful vases and beautiful marble columns kind of holding up the, uh, the inside. Um, you see servants kind of running from room to room, helping cleaning, dusting, um, things like that. And as it zooms around, you come to this single room and inside of it is like, you know, the, the typical like princess bed with like the four posts and like the, the drape and like the, the big standing mirror to the side. And in the center of the room um, stands a woman clad in full armor, um, kind of looking at herself in the mirror. Hori, would you like to describe what your character looks like? Ooh, I would love to. My character is Adelaide Ryder, and she is about 25 years old, and she is... I'm so glad I wrote all this down, because if not, we'd be struggling. She's like 5'10", 5'11", very pale skin, and you would think that she just as it's human except for there's some differences that kind of set her apart that lead you to believe that uh, she has a little bit of celestial energy um and that is that her her um very 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 light hair um as well as her freckles or spots on her face sometimes appear a little bit metallic um, or when they catch the light, almost like a rainbow. I'm not talking like My Little Pony rainbow, but yeah. like... <laughs> if I can, if, like an iridescent pearl? Yes, pearly. <laughs> She's a pearly birdie. Um, and, um... And... Yes, just looking about her... At her things. <laughs> just admiring what are some of the things that you see as you kind of admire them like some of the things that like really stand out to you like ah oh, i like that well she has 
she has an exquisite collection of silk slippers. Um, organized by color as, where, as well as I make. Um, and she has a few of her favorites um, up on display, um, sort of a little bit above the others, um, that are custom made from renowned shoemakers, um, both local and from afar. You can see like one of the brands that like it's like on a plaque underneath the shoe. It says Cobbler and Cobbler and Sons. <laughs> um, she also you can see has some magic items that are kind of set a little bit more hidden. Um, perhaps stuff like uh, crystals or um, enchanted jewelry that are a little bit more secure and safe um, and looks like they haven't really been touched. It's more just for collection purposes. Um, and then other things, a vast variety of perfumes and smells, face creams. Um, there's quite a few pillows on her bed, all of them embroidered and and just very beautiful, the finest making material. Yeah, they're like the huge fluffy pillows. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you would never, like, a normal person would never think to use a pillow like that, yes. but you find a way. Yes. It's it's difficult, but it's it's possible. It's been done. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as you're kind of just admiring the things that you've been able to put on display in your room, just really soaking up the atmosphere that you've created, um, you hear a knock on the door. Enter. Um, as you say that, kind of busting in like how fast you see your father um it's kind of bigger man um really quite tall um with kind of speckled black and white hair um and um like a really strong jawline and stuff like that um with like the just the hint of like a like a like a really well kept beard like to kind of show sophistication and age now he like walks in. Um, ah, Adelaide, Adelaide, where are you? Oh, there you are. Ah, <laughs> oh, my my beautiful daughter. Ah, oh, and he kind of comes up and like embraces you. Ah, oh, I uh, I was looking for you, and you can tell that he's like seems excited for for him. He's usually not like really this um like boisterous in a sense. Father, you seem a little bit yes more jovial than normal. Are you really that excited to see me leave? No, 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 not at all, not at all. No, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, well, I'll, maybe this will explain. I, I got you something. Oh, and he says, Pablo, um. And he claps. <laughs> and you see this, like, it's hard to tell whether he's 16 or 30. <laughs> um, he's, like, wearing a button-up shirt right now, but, like, it almost, like, his chest, he's just, like, probably as wide as he is tall. Like, he's, like, built. But it's not no fat at all. Like, he's built. Stacked. Stacked. He, like, walks in, like, the buttons are, like, trying to, like, struggling to hold it in. <laughs> he... 
he like walks in like really brisk briskly and um um bows to to your father he's like pablo um show adelaide my, the, the the gift that i got her and he um bows and then he he turns around and on his back he's wearing this really immaculate backpack um it's got like gold and silver and embroidery and it's like got like the the main body of it is kind of like a, a white color but then like the flaps and the pockets are more of like a like a dark mahogany um with like that gold and silver trim and stuff like that and the buttons on it and all like the fittings are like made of gold and silver kind of inlaid in one another um to make it really seem ostentation and on the back of the, the backpack right kind of like on the top of the flap you see like this beautiful um like jade um inlaid stone on the on the backpack just it and it's like glimmering and it's beautiful um oh, father this isn't what i think it is it is Oh, shouldn't have! This is why I'm so excited. That way, you don't have to feel like you're leaving home back here. You can take a lot of the stuff, and you can take. Um, and he like, like, reaches into it right now, and like he pulls out. And it's too big for it to like seemingly fit in it. Into it, um, he pulls out like this like luxurious bedroll. Uh, see, you can take one of these, and he pulls out like a pillow, and, and that, and then and he like pulls out this like, like four-person tent and sets it on the ground. I, I was just, I was really excited to show you this. Um, it reminds me of the days that we used to go hunting in the in the forest together when you were a little girl. That we were crazy for enjoying roughing it and going out into the wilderness and such good memories. I know you're. We really are different than most of the noble folk here in Theodore. It's it's nice to it's nice to show the rougher side. Am I right? Ooh, this is every traveling lady's dream. Well, I figured since my my little girl, my my little star, is going to be going out into the world, she she needed something like that, something that uh, can help carry her burdens. Um, and that comes to my second gift. Um, Pablo, and he claps, and then he realizes Pablo's still right next to him. <laughs> but Pablo bows again, and he's like, oh, yes, yes. Um, I would like to send Pablo with you. Well, that would be marvelous. That way, he's wonderful. That way you have someone who can carry your things for you, such as this backpack and other things that you might find on your journey. I know that you do like to shop. I do love to shop. I want to miss him. He's one of the best servants that we have. I know, but alas, we will have to make do without him. I, I had to choose someone that I knew could get the job done. And then Pablo, like, bows again. He <laughs> <laughs> just, he, like, seems to be almost, like, sweating bullets, but also, like, poker-facing it. <laughs> um, oh, Pablo, this is just going to be a dream. Though I do imagine will be quite difficult and even at times treacherous. And he'll, he'll, um, like, 
he'll, he'll just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kind of like looks like if he should doesn't know if he should talk or not. So he he just kind of stays there quiet, just like kind of like trying not to get caught between the the powers of the nobility and being squished underneath. Um. Well, I know that you uh, probably need to get going. It's um, not too far of a journey, but it's still quite a, a distance. And so it, it's important for you to get on the road. Um, I'll, uh, I'll walk you to your carriage. And he kind of holds out his arm to, to like, escort you. Yes, Father. Now, I do hope you understand. Your, your mother's feeling just a little bit under the weather and she decided to um, kind of spend the, the night indoors, but um, she wishes you the best. She hasn't been feeling the best lately, so. Alright, I don't think she has like, the constitution that we have. That is very true. Especially the, the legality of uh, oh, wait, oh, the, uh, oh, my bad. I thought you were... Anyways. The other constitution. <laughs> um... Because they rule. So <laughs> they, as he walks you down towards the, and it's like kind of surprising. It's still surprising. It doesn't surprise you because this is what you, but in Pablo's mind, it still surprises him how big this house is. It, like if we were to able to see the inside of Pablo's brain, he would be like, man, this is so far as if you walk past like bedroom after bedroom after bedroom and like you're the only daughter. It's so, like he walked like so far to get to like the stables. Eventually, um, he opens up the like the the door, and you see this beautiful, immaculate, like um, like brown like carriage with like a team of like six horses in front of it, with like the the driver all ready to to go and like. Um, you see, like, a couple of guards, like, kind of already, like, standing, like, close by, like, on horses to kind of give you a, like, a, a ride-along, um, protection, I guess. And he will kind of walk up to the, the, the carriage and open the door and say, Look, I know that you're going to do great here. It surprised me and your mother when you told us that you uh, you want to take a break from your calling right now and focus more on this side of you. But uh, we really, really want to see you go out there and really, really show the Brightor name, really make us proud and spread the fame of our family all across the lands. You, you have taught me well, Father, and I will make. I know you will. He, he pats your your hand and says, "So, go and shine like the star you are." I will. And he <laughs> helps you up, and and Pablo gets onto like the carriage next to like the the driver, but still not looking, knowing what to do. And your father um, will kind of close the door and sit there as the carriage kind of rolls out onto the street and continues on its way. Kind of. Goodbye, I will write you. I expect so. I will write you too. Um, 
And then... <laughs> I'm sorry. My goodness. I, I've been talking too fast. Woo! Hey. Um, as it, you kind of go down the, the, the road, it kind of gets a little bit quieter. And, um, you take a moment just to kind of reflect on how exciting this new adventure is and how it's so different than all the other <laughs> girls uh, of the nobility. And it's, it's quite fun to, to think of um, the adventures that you get to go on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with that, as the carriage continues to ride, we're going to side shift to our next character. So, switching. Now it is more morning-esque time. Um, just like this early dawn time, um, as like the sun is rising, um, you can almost like sense like the dew on the grass and on the leaves and stuff like that. And you smell, and it's it's a wonderful smell. You look around, and it's a different city that you were just in. As this talking to the audience, um, and as you look around, you see that you're in a city that's massive, and yet trees are growing all around throughout the whole entire place. Um, many buildings are actually using these trees as part of like what holds up their walls and stuff like that. As it's almost um, nature first in this this place, um, with many of the trees being taught instead to being cut down to grow into houses, being molded and shaped. And you see how they've tied strings to help branches grow into the correct positions to create um, rafters and to create roofs and to create um, different types of architecture. Um, as we kind of settle down into a little um, campsite outside of the the town, um, Joy, as we zoom in, making her little breakfast, what does your what does your character look like? Uh, so Pinky uh, is a little fairy. She is pink. Her skin is light pink. Uh, her hair is kind of a darker pink, and she has these uh, kind of flower-looking um, kind of pastel pink wings. Um, her eyes are a very lovely shade of um, like a slightly darker pink. She's just pink. She's got this cute little pink witch hat that's kind of oversized for her head. Um, and yeah, she's just wearing pink clothes. This is so pink. <laughs> yep. She is just pink. I love that description. Um, as you are seeing, what's some of the things that you're doing to get ready um, for your day of fun on the town? As you've just arrived to Lethanor, and you have, oh, a few hours before you need to report to the Vigil's outpost that you um, have been summoned to. So what would you like to do with the, the time allotted? Um, yeah, so... Uh... Like you said, she's baking her breakfast and she's kind of singing to herself. 
uh, sing about how happy she is to be on this adventure and um, kind of thinking about all the friends she's going to make today. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. That's great. Like, you, as you kind of look around, um, you set up your camp um, within the city limits, but more like in basically like one of the city parks. Just kind of mm -hmm. set up here. It was a good place. It was nice and pretty. Um, there's many flowers around and stuff like that. And you see kind of in the distance what looks to be a young uh, a young kid who has um, um, got like, you know how... Um, a lot of like um, wind fans, like how kids like kind of run around with them and like <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, you the, see a little, wheel. yeah, pinwheel. That's what it was. I'm trying to figure out the name. Um, <laughs> you see a little kid kind of off in this is um, just running around with this pinwheel, um, just kind of having a good time um, in this park and. Yeah, Pinky is, I'm assuming she's done eating. She's going to run up to the kid. She is uh, two and a half feet tall. So just about the size of this kid, right? <laughs> she's going to say, hey, that's a really pretty pinwheel you've got there. Where'd you get it? Oh, thanks. This is, my, my mom gave me this. <laughs> well, how exciting. <laughs> my, my name's Abel. What's your name? My name's Pinky. Oh, can it's I play with you? Yeah, of course. Do you want to try out my pinwheel? I would love to. She's going to grab the little uh, pinwheel and she's going to fly like two or three inches off the ground and kind of just play with like, it. Just go around flying. Jaw just drops like, you can fly? Yeah, I can fly. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for letting me play. <laughs> She's gonna hand him back the pinwheel. Uh, it's just them that's frozen for you guys, right? Yep. And yes. this is the part of the stream where we lose our DM. Yep. I was gonna say <laughs> mine crashed earlier. I know David was dying for a bit, and I yeah, was like, "I was wondering what happened." Yeah, no, how long do you think it'll take for them to be back? I don't know, but until they figure it out, here I can I can be DM now. Um, All right, the kid, the kid takes the pinwheel from you, and he eats it. Oh, he just, puts it in his mouth, and he says, "Wow, it it tastes just like bubble gum." Uh, oh, can I have a bite? He he's kind of confused. And he says, wait, is it not because of you? You're pink. I thought you no, tasted like bubblegum. maybe you have secret gum. powers. <laughs> oh, he's chasing Hello? Me. Our DM's back. We could hear you explain the eating the, the pinwheel, but you guys couldn't hear us. That was so funny. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't hear you. Sorry about that. That does happen, actually. Forget I said I anything. No, that's literally what you're saying. <laughs> it's canon. Now. It's canon. Now. 
take back. You don't. You're not sure like what's going on in this place, but that kid seemed a little weird. <laughs> Normal kids don't talk like that. And then um, he doesn't know that. Pinky does not know that. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to kind of do on the town um, with uh, the next few hours? Like there, you know that there is um, a church to um, Joaquin, the god of trade. That's just uh, a few blocks over, and you know that there is like usually like the the midday markets. Um, that are set up in Lethanor. Like the world, the, the town of Lethanor is your oyster, as they say. Um, I think Pinky would just kind of stay around the park and she'd take out her lute and she'd sing for a while and talk to everybody, try and make some more friends. Uh, probably if she found another pinwheel, she'd probably try to eat it. <laughs> you find the same pinwheel in a bush, like later on in the day. It does not taste like bubblegum, in fact. It's more of a butterscotch flavor. Mm, I should get myself some more of these. These are fantastic. And she's going to put the remnants in her little in her bag to save for later. Nice. Um, yeah, you have a lot of fun talking with people and stuff like that. I would like you to do a performance check, which is going okay. to be the first role for our a uh, performance check. That's a 14. Nice. Good. So as you perform here in the park, you have a lot of like a lot of the people walking by, they they um like kind of like nod to it. And a lot of your songs, I from what I'm gathering, are eclectic to say the least. Um in a sense like like they're about pinwheels, they're about like having fun, they're about um you know bringing joy and happiness to to every person and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe um, a little bit nonsensical at times. Yeah, just talking about like the joy of cupcakes and why cupcakes are great make great friends and stuff like that. Um a lot of people like kind of dig it and there's some people that are kind of like like, <laughs> seem a little confused. Um, but uh, most people, are like, oh, she's got pretty good talent. The lyrics are a little weird, but she's got talent. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. As you keep heading um, throughout the, the day, um, an older um, lady with kind of a um, more grandma esque look, she says excuse me uh dairy what, what are you doing here i'm gonna go see the vigil i'm gonna try oh. and join their ranks that, that's that's a, quite a feat to to do well good luck i i just happened to hear you're playing it and i just i thought it was the sweetest thing i've heard all day and I just feel like I should have come up to you and say, wow, really nice. Thank you. That makes me so happy. What's your name? My name is um, Grace. Hi, Grace. My name is Pinky. So nice to meet new friends. 
Oh, it's so nice to meet you, dearie. And um, she uh, says to you, say, would you like to help me feed the birds? What are you feeding them? Uh, I, I think some seeds and maybe some pieces of bread. Uh, just something that, you know, I had some scraps from uh, dinner and I, I think these are what birds eat. Well, I have a cupcake. Can we feed them a cupcake too? Uh, yeah, I think so. And like, <laughs> yeah, we'll kill those birds. You, you kind of set the, you set out the the cupcake, um, as like there's some birds kind of going around, and like you're kind of feeding these pigeons that are around. You pet, put out like you kind of just throw the cupcake at one of them. They kind of like waddle over and kind of like peck at them. And then there's this crow that kind of swoops down. And he, like, grabs a cupcake and just, like, takes off with it. And just, like, sits up in a tree, just, like, starts just devouring, like, ripping it apart. Like, kind of, kind of oh, thing. He must love cupcakes! Too bad I don't have another one for him. Well, or for the other birds. Oh, at least a couple of them got pecked. Well, you have a good day. It was very good to meet you. So good to meet you, too! Maybe I'll see you around. Yeah, She's gonna wave. We'll see. <laughs> and uh, she will walk up. And with that, as you kind of look at the time, you go, oh, it's about time for me to head that direction. Um, you start kind of flying through the city, heading towards the Vigil's outpost in Lethanor. And that brings us to our last person to introduce. Um, <clears throat> in a different part of this, the continent, uh, the sun is a little bit higher here. It's not super early morning. Um, the you see water, um, a lot of it, and the sun hitting and shining off of it, and um, you can hear the call of gulls in the distance. Um, uh, a little ways off, you see a white sandy beach um, with different types of vegetation on it and some big mango trees kind of growing up with these deep vines growing off of them and different types of palm trees and coconuts um, and different types of like driftwood and stuff like that littering along this beach and out of this kind of white clear pristine water um, crashes up um, a man um, who'd been submerged. Brandon, I'd like you to describe your character. Am I coming out of the water? Yeah, you're like... Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Out of the... like Jumping out, like kind of... Coming out at that moment. Like, should I go one more time to like, describe <laughs> this? It's so awesome. Like one of those slow motion... Yeah, like... like think of like... <laughs> <laughs> They're holding the old spices to come out. <laughs> yeah, I just like am supported as I rise out of the water. Um, no, so my uh, character, he um, has mostly like dark features, like dark brown hair, very tan skin. Um, he's spent a lot of time in the sun, you know, and being so involved with like the ocean water, he has kind of those like beach waves. Um, but mostly just kind of straight hair. That's kind of 
kind of long-ish, um, but it, he comes out of the water and he kind of pulls it back. Um, he like wears like, and like yeah. spray like gets on the camera. Yeah, I kind of have to. I kind of have to like <laughs> shake a little bit. The water glistens as the sunlight hits it. There's a little lens flare um, in the film production of this. Um, but I am. Uh, like wearing clothes, just like a light fabric, um, just to keep it modest, you know, um, light fabric, like short, very breathable. Um, the light fabric could help it to dry easily as well. Um, but I have this uh, kind of ratty facial hair uh, that's still short. Um, and I guess I'd, that would be all I'm wearing if I was if I was out for a dip. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm barefoot. Don't want to get sand in the shoes. No one likes that. Um yeah. that's a no-go. But yeah, I will as I come out of the water, I'll just kind of shade my eyes and look up at the the sky. Just kind of I like to keep tabs on the the weather around these parts it can change to the blink of an eye. Um so I don't want to really get caught in the middle of a a storm or anything. But today seems pretty good. Yeah, you look out, maybe way out in the distance, you can see what looks to be like kind of gray along the lines. But at, you know it from someone who's been on the sea, like it's not uncommon to see a storm pass by where you you live, um, heading towards a different part of the, the land and stuff like that. A lot of different scat. It's not uncommon for like just normal small showers to hit like midway through the day. Um, just for a brief time, um, as you kind of kind of get your bearings on where you're at and how far you've gone, um, you look down um, to the net in your hand, and I'd like you to describe some of the catches that you've been able to get while you've been submerged. So I've been down there, you know, kind of looking around. Um, I have recently discovered that using cheese. You can attract many different kinds of fish um, and quickly betray them, um, which, I mean, it's looked down upon by most, but uh, they're just fish. Um, I have in my net, not many, um, I don't need that many right now, but I have like a one that's kind of drab in color, not very exciting, but when it lifts up its fins, there's a nice glossy blue in the scales, um, and it's about the the size of like a a fish. Um, there's another one that's yeah, <laughs> it's super huge. Um, and there's another one that is kind of more uh, rust rust like in color. Um, it looks as like kind of sharp needle like fins. Um, and then there's a, a couple that are just, uh, like, a your, your, your average bass. Um, but it, it's pretty, a pretty good catch. It's not the best, but it's like, it's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. This, this is definitely, it's not a catch for showing off. It's a catch for actually providing, um, food. 
Uh, yeah, like it's not it's nothing to write home about, but like it does the job, and I'm still happy with it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm my you, job here, my job here is done. It's nothing to write home about, but it is something to bring home. Amen. Amen. Um, as you you're kind of like surveying, you're catching stuff like that. You see along the beach, um, not far from where you're at, um, two figures walking towards you. Um, uh, as they approach, it it's kind of hard to tell. Um, um, who they are, but you can definitely tell that they're wearing kind of the traditional garb um, that women wear in um, your culture, except one of them seems to be layered on more, and that's kind of what gives this away, that you're like, oh, okay, I know who these are, and you can tell that these are your two sisters. Um, Telena? Is that right? And then Adriel, as they are kind of walking hand in hand um, down the beach, kind of towards your location and towards kind of the the clothes that you've kind of hung over one of the the tree branches that's over the beach, and also like your your um, kind of like shoulder bag and stuff like that, and different ropes and netting that you've kind of laid out uh, on the beach for where you've been fishing today. Yeah, I'll I'll go up to like meet them. I go to, in that similar direction. Um, as as soon as like you like kind of start coming out of the water, your little sister, um, Adriel, the one who's kind of bundled up more uh, as she approaches, um, you can see her wearing kind of this kind of thicker um, winter coat, almost a sense uh, underneath like kind of the normal like. Dress like um, um, style that that they wear, and the the ceremonial like um, mid wrap that they have. Um, she's wearing these very thick clothing, and like as for wrapped around her sandals and stuff like that to keep her feet warm. Even um, and it's every time you see it, it does kind of still strike you as odd that she wears this much layers in like perfect 80 degree weather it, it's it kind of makes your heart sink a little bit but as she runs up to you says ah ren ren look and she holds up this um beautiful like iridescent um gel that's kind of almost in the shape of like a hand that you could like almost see like where it'd be like webbed fingers together and it starts off like in the center like almost like a bright white and then goes to like almost a, a dark blue then to the ends it's like a red color look look what uh well look what Tele helped me find telena i'm so sorry no you're good um i'll say oh dang where'd you find that big old guy and i'll kind of like uh hold her in a way like kind of like warm her up kind of like rub my hand against her and stuff yeah you can tell that um, she's not shivering too much, but just a little bit. Um, and as you kind of get a look at her, her face, um, it's like kind of that almost a little bit paler blue color that's slowly turning and her, her eyes have that kind of glossy abstract esque look to them. Um, is, we, we found it just down the beach. 
It was between three coconuts. They were all like in a circle and we knew that it was a gift. Um, and that's why we dug right there because we, we knew that the, the, the queen of, of pearls left us something. Because that's, that's how she's That's how she shows signs to us, huh? Yeah, and that's exactly right. Um, you're you're learning the ways of of the tribe pretty quickly, and I'll Thank I'll you. look to to Henna and just kind of like formally greet her as well. She she kind of gives like a nod. It's good to see you, Ren. Um, how has the the catch been today? I'll I'll show her the net, and I'll say it's pretty good. It'll it'll do for today. Yeah, it, it looks good, and these. This is enough for us to to dry and, and smoke to save for the next little while. Yeah. Uh, this will really help. I, I really appreciate you going out this morning. I know that um, those people that you talked to previously are, are coming. But I, I still really appreciate you being willing to go out and do this. Well, I, I appreciate you being willing to stay and kind of hold the fort down. I really... I know I said it before, but I'm sorry that I'm leaving. I don't say that. And she kind of like sighs, and I. We know that it's it's necessary. We we understand, and the shaman has has talked with us, and he says there's nothing else that he can do, and. And she, as uh, Adriel is kind of like now over kind of playing with like a sea, sea cucumber in like one of the tidal ponds, like kind of poking it and you can see like it kind of like squirt out its little tongue and like kind of bring it back in. And she kind of giggles at it and then like kind of pokes it again. Um, she kind of brings you in close and says, look, mother's getting worse and we don't know when Adriel's going to start showing the severe signs. So if you... If this is a chance, then it's worth it. Don't worry I about hope, us. I hope that... I hope I can make any sort of difference. I don't want this to just all be for nothing. I don't either. And you can see in her eyes that she means that. But... Just as we've been taught, we need to have faith that the, the gods will provide, that as we follow each and every one of them, pray to them, and whatever we need, they will provide a way. It was Mili Milo Salva who, after we prayed to, were to bring these hunters to our village and who asked, may ask you to join them. Yeah, this, I just know that the gods are rather fickle. I hope that they're just not just teasing us. Um, they've done that before, but like you said, like we, it's a chance and that's, I've got to chase it. I agree. Come on, you should go say goodbye to mother before you go. 
Um, and as the three of you, like, as you kind of turn to start walking, you see um, Adriel has, like, grabbed the sea cucumber in her hands, and she kind of, like, walks up to you and, like, kind of squirts it, and, like, it, it, like, squirts like it's, like, it's just water, but, like, it's still kind of icky, and you're like, ah, you... Yeah, I'm like, uh, put that down, sicko, uh... <laughs> and she, she, like, runs back to the tile pool and puts it back in, and then she um, follows you, and you guys... Um, she kind of runs in between you and your older sister, uh, not your older sister, but her older sister, your younger sisters. And she kind of grabs both of your hands and just kind of holds you tightly. She's smaller, um, than most of, of her age of 13 year olds. And it's, it's almost kind of comforting to, to hold her hand, though how cold it is. It is unsettling. As you continue to walk. To, towards the your your house, you come to the the um, banana leaf thatched. Uh, not banana leaf. Banana leaves are not good for housing. Let me let me tell you what. Um, <laughs> but the the coconut leaf thatched roof of it, and the the simple wooden poles of the the small hut uh, with the cooking shack right next to it. Um, you you first set down the hall in the cooking chat, and um, uh, Telena kind of goes to prepare the food. Um, you you step inside, and inside is um, the the shaman of the village and uh, Orson, the village elder, kind of looking over your your mother, kind of talking with her. She's um, seems a little bit more lucid than she usually is. She's sitting up, um, able to kind of looking around um though she is very much bundled up and has the same um kind of white gaze um as she kind of looks to you and says uh, with kind of a smile ah ren so good to see you how was your catch um seeing her like more lucid i'll kind of get like a little more like like oh, like oh, good, good sign. Like she's getting better, kind of. Um, yeah. And I'll come in and I'll kind of show her, um, and I'll basically just explain the same thing I said to Tehenna. Like yeah, yeah, it's enough to uh, feed us for a little bit. We'll have a good dinner, um, a nice warm, warm fish. Uh, hope that'll do you good. Yeah, it's it's done us good this far. Bacia has been providing for us. She always has. Um, I... And you kind of see that she's kind of struggling to say something. She doesn't really know what words to say. Um, but eventually she finds some. And she says, I, I want you to know that um, your father would be would be proud of you to go out and join these hunters. Something that he did when he was young, when he was your age. He would be proud of it. I will... I mean, like, when I see her, like, kind of, like, her voice kind of breaking a little bit, I will, like, hang up, like, all like my nets and, like, whatever I have, um, not like take time to do it, but like quickly do it, and then like kind of rush over to be closer to her. And after she says that, I'll just kind of like I won't really say anything. 
but I'll just kind of like nod and yeah. And it's kind of like a, a soft, quiet moment of both of you know the situation and sitting there kind of quietly just holding each other, um, holding her hand and she holding yours. Um, she kind of, for a second there, like kind of opens her eyes and says, oh, I, I almost forgot. And she, she reaches over to like where she's laying. There's a small chest that she keeps kind of close to her, her um, bed mat um, side. And she opens it up and she pulls out this, um, this cloth wrapping. And it's one that you recognize. It's your father, father's um, um, middle wrapper, his foo. And she, she kind of holds it there and like, almost like it's sacred. And then turns to you and says, if you're going away, I want you to have this. She she proffers it, and you can see like these these beautiful like white and maroon and orange colors, and with even some like different speckles of like different like cyans and greens and stuff like that, like partially throughout the the fabric. And she she holds it up to you. Um, I'll take a moment to like run my fingers along like the I guess like this like the textile, you know, like the strips that make up this um, larger piece. And I'll just kind of say, I, this means more to you than it does to me. I, he's been gone for a while now. I feel like I don't deserve this. You can kind of see that she kind of gulps and between like her teeth chattering from the her her body feeling cold, she says, "If you're going out there, I need someone that can watch over you, no matter where you go. And with this, I know Tanel will always be there with you. Okay, so you're going to take this, so I know that you'll be safe." I think right at this moment would kind of like quietly just like like the you know the quiet cry like mm -hmm. where it's like you're not even crying but like your body's kind of just doing it whilst you're yeah. doing something else um and i'll i'll take the the fabric and just kind of like solemnly fold it up like on on my lap i assume like i'm kind of like sitting on the bed with her i'll yeah. like kind of fold it on my lap just to kind of keep it with me she'll she'll squeeze your hand and say thank you and please come back soon we're gonna need you and and put that thing on i want to see you wear it yeah i'll i'll, I'll stand up and i'll um wrap it in like the way i was taught um around my waist and uh, once i get it i'll like fold it up and do everything uh, that i'm supposed to i kind of just like you know do like the the, the spin the turnaround and and with this one your old uh abthu 
which was a first generation, meaning that it was for a younger man. Um, this one has the pattern of a second generation, which means that you've kind of hit that point where you're ready to go on your own. It was the one that your father was given when he reached that stage. And with the village elder right next, he, he kind of looks you over and gives you a nod. Uh, says, hmm. Alas, you've reached the next stage in the God's plan for you. I feel like I'll feel a little bit of like pride, like, like, yeah, like I, I did, like, I, like, let's get at it. Like, let's do it. Yay. Um, at that moment, in comes in um, Adriel and she kind of goes, Ren, Ren, and she kind of opens into this kind of like quiet moment. And she's like, oh, uh, sorry, um, Ren, and she kind of walks up to you. There's the weird hunter guys. They're, they're. They've they've come. They're outside. They're waiting for you. Um, I'll I'll say tell them I'll I'll be just a, just a minute. Okay, okay. And, and she, oh, go ahead. And I will turn to the shaman and Orson, and I'll say, can you guys give us like one one minute? They will also respectively bow. And then um, kind of walk out through the the little flap that is used for the the door um, of the 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 little cottage, leaving heading out into kind of the more main like center area where most people usually actually sit and and stay kind of close to the cookhouse. Um, it's just you and your mother inside. And what would you like to say? I want to. I'll like sit down on the bed again and I'll take her hand with both my hands as kind of just like a last ditch effort to like give her some of my warmth. Um, and I'll like make sure like the oil lamp is close and like giving a little bit of warmth. And I'll just kind of like look down at her, her current state. And I will just say, I will find a way to fix this, a way to make everything as it was. I promise. She, she'll squeeze your hand. You've always been like your father with being the hero, doing what's right. I know you'll do just right. I'm so proud of you. And you're going to make all of Bawoli proud as you go out and see the world, see all those things and, and come home. Please come home. And she kind of squeezes your hand again. I won't be gone long. And she'll kind of beckon you forward and she'll, as you kind of come forward, she'll kind of grab your head as, she doesn't have a lot of strength, but she kind of grabs your head and brings it in and kisses your forehead. And says, blessings of the gods be upon you. And you as well. And I'll kind of like, as she's like holding me close, I'll like hold her close. Um, 
and I will say farewell. As you get up and as you go, she says, may the tides bring you home. And you kind of give a nod and walk out the door. Um, close by to the house, um, the main little dirt track that uh, runs through the village um, with the houses kind of being separated by the, the dense trees and stuff like that around them. Um, you see uh, this darker wood cart uh, kind of sitting away, ways away and kind of standing close by with your little sister all bundled up in her clothes standing in front of them. Um, you see this old, really old man with really crazy wispy hair and on his shoulder sitting um, uh, a hawk with this wooden mask with hair coming kind of out of it. And you see next to him standing it this giant tall goliath of a man with kind of a clean military haircut. Um, as you recognize these as the, the vigils or the hunters that have stopped through town before and have talked to you. As you kind of make eye contact with them, they, they kind of nod, um, half listening to the story that um, Adriel is telling to them. And um, the, the Goliath will say, Ah, uh, it is time. We must get going. Yeah, I'll um, grab like a bag that I've like pre-packed, like had ready um, with all my effects and stuff. And I will kind of just like sling around my shoulder. I'll like adjust the the foo at my waist and um, I'll look to to Henna and kind of just kind of give her a look like, you know what to do, like take care of them. Yeah, and then you can I'll see look. that she's like in the middle of like cutting off the heads of the fish. Like and she's she's like kind of has her sleeves rolled up and she's like holding a butcher knife and butcher knife yeah. and she kind of gives you a nod back. And I'll turn to the the vigils and I'll say, Okay, where to? Right this way, as the Goliath says, is the the older man kind of quickly walks back and gets up onto the front of the, the stagecoach and the Goliath kind of opens up the the um, back door for you to enter. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right in. As you enter in, the only other person that's sitting inside of this cart is uh, a woman um, a little bit younger than your age. Um, uh, got kind of darker hair with blue colors in it, and she seems to be half-elf. Um, Seeing there quietly reading a book. I'll kind of, I mean, I'll get in. I don't want to like interrupt, but I'll just be like, hi. <laughs> as I like, as I sit down. Oh, hello. I'll kind of like look around, kind of like awkward. I'll be like, so are you? In the same boat as me, like, are we both, um, join like on our way to join the vigils, or are you like a concierge? She doesn't even look up from her book. She just keep like she like she turns a page. No, yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm trying to become a vigil as well. Okay, cool. Um, and I like, I look at her and I'm like, oh man, it's like the thing like when like, you go and you know like everyone there is better than you. I'm like here. I'm like, oh man, like okay. Um, and I will just say, well, I'm, um, I'm Ren. Uh, I since like I mean we're the first, the first duo, first first team. Um, what, what's your name? Oh, um, and at this point she'll like look up and she'll like close her book. Uh, my name's Alaya, uh, Alaya Asha. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt your book. You can get back to that. I'm I'm sorry. Oh no, it's it's fine. I'm sorry. I was being I was being quite rude by only I guess half paying attention, and so my my if if my mother weren't here, she would she would be scolding me right now. So hey, well, I, your mother's not here, so um, <laughs> think all you want, me. I guess. So do you want to become a visual? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping that it kind of you know opens other doors for me. Um, they kind of get around. I'm certain it will. Yeah. What are your What are your aspirations? What What's your motivation? I want to make my uh, my father proud, and. Yeah. Um, I just want to, I guess, also prove to my mom that I can do something and, and, and become something more. So, well, I think those are valid motivations. I also want to make my my father proud in a way. Um, and, yeah. As you kind of the conversation dies down as the cart is rolling forward. Um, not going at very fast of a pace, but plodding along. Um, <clears throat> we will switch to a different cart, one that has softer seats for sure. And there's a little tray of hors d'oeuvres that have been pre prepared inside. Um, um, Adeline, you are sitting. Inside the, the coach, just what's what have you been doing to pass the time as you've been um, waiting to reach Felsau? Um, well, she's alone in the cart, isn't she? Yeah, she is. So she has a small pocketbook that has a catalog of the outfits that she's prepared. So she's sort of been going through and arranging them by color and perhaps appropriate occasion by which to wear them um she's also also in her pocketbook she has just a list of bells that she's written down and what time of day is it at this point for her so at this point you've been traveling for a good while like it's it's been a couple of hours and so it's probably around like you left fairly late in the night mm -hmm. and stuff like that, so it's probably getting close to dawn, okay. in a sense. Um, so you've had time to like rest a little bit and 
you know that it's a it's a luxury carriage so it has like the fold out like leg stands and like the the tilt back seat so this is this is like first class travel right here um for dungeons and dragons um level of stuff she you you're able to get kind of get the instead of just like the simple like really skinny complimentary blanket that comes in like flights this one's like actually got like little padding and like warmth to it um though as you're kind of getting bo bored of you've gone through your your catalog about twice now mm -hmm. um just kind of making sure it's it's kind of all all prepared um and in order um you kind of decide to maybe like kind of take a look out you you kind of look out and you can hear um on the from coming up in the front of the carriage um someone playing playing a pan flute um and it's kind of a almost like a chipper sound like a like uh, i can't perform i don't have a pan flute right now <laughs> it's very nice to to hear kind of a, a more jovial sound as you're you're traveling but as you stick your head out um you notice uh, kind of off in the distance um someone that stands out from the other travelers that are going along this road someone full white armor um walking ahead of the the carriage do i recognize the armor and the insignias you would recognize the insignia as someone of the order of the triquetra okay um who are known to be the paladins that protect the the triquetra gate or the divine gate um that is their calling and you've had a lot of dealings with them being a cleric for the the royal um throne in theodore especially since that's where the divine gate is located and they have also their hq in delmore um you see this um someone with these beautiful braids running down her her back um walking ahead of you um as, as we get a little bit closer i'm i'm going to um I'm going to perhaps call to the to the driver and and say, "Could you please pull over? There's a there's a Triquetra Paladin." Um, yes, madam. And he kind of like you would notice this behind you, Opal, as this kind of car wheels up to you, and just as soon as it gets a little ahead of you, it kind of stops and um settles down right in front of you a little kind of like oh whoa someone's stopping here yeah okay yeah so rewind little go ahead so kind of like one of those rewind buttons in an old cheesy it shows <laughs> so beautiful carriage shows up opal's mind rewind so opal's walking down the path by herself kicking the dirt mentally she's freaking out real bad and she's just like, all right, straight and narrow path. Like, dude, you know you made that joke. You kind of milked it a little too much. It's okay. <laughs> okay, straight and narrow. But technically you're going off the straight and narrow because of that one thing. Okay. Um, so you're kind of hardcore disobeying your mom. Also disobeying everybody else ever in existence here. You're disobeying your whole order. No, you're not. No, you're not. 
Everything's fine. It's fine. I mean, like, I'm going on an adventure. People sing songs on adventures. Like, yeah, right. As, like, a, a mom with her, like, small child as you're kind of, like, having this inner but somewhat outer dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of, like, like, <laughs> like, walk a little bit faster. <laughs> you're kind of just, like, talking to yourself. Yeah. I think some point she would have stopped and turned around and then like, no, 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 no. Then go, 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 go. No, no, no. <laughs> so she's still on the straight and narrow path, but continues to flip back and forth. Just like, this is like real bad, but also really good. I mean, this is this is now. Nothing else matters now. Except the fate of the future depends on you. But this is better. Now the dirt came. <laughs> so maybe she'll start trying to comfort herself by like, yeah, like maybe it's like a hero scene of like, yeah, the dirt it helps me along the way. Uh, <laughs> so then that happens. So I just wanted to include some of Opal's thoughts <laughs> and then dialogue. As, like, you're kind of in this middle of, like, your inner dialogue, you're kind of brought out of it as this carriage stops right next to you, and it's yeah. it's a immaculate carriage. It's beautiful. Do I recognize anything on it? Get him loose there, we're going to You would recognize it um, as a carriage owned by um, the House Brightor um, of Felnor. You've seen that and you you know that they've had dealings with the the triquetra and um you remember you met someone um through your studies as a paladin um who was a member of that um you're trying to like remember the name right now Mm -hmm. um but then it it dawns on you oh i knew adelaide Mm -hmm. Um, that's the girl i met yeah um I'm going to kick a lot of dirt on my feet. Yeah, okay. Like that. <laughs> make your, your pants look a little dirtier. <sighs> <sighs> like make it look like you're really tired. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, Adelaide's going to kind of uh, open her carriage door and say, Try Quetra Paladin, where are, where are you headed to? Wouldn't you like to know, Adelaide? Oh. <laughs> now, you know my name, we must have met. Let's see. She's going to like look deep into your eyes mm-hmm. and perhaps have a flashback of a girl with the two blonde, very blonde Dutch braids, but from mm-hmm. a very long time ago throwing mud in her face. Yeah. <laughs> Back when they were children. Yeah. I was, yeah, it's about to help you jog your memory by pushing your face out of my face. Oh, well, it's good to see you again. Yeah. Ah, well, so good. Are you headed farther down this road? Yeah, yeah. Are you? Yes. Why? I, I'm headed to. What did you say? An audition? Um, uh, the the carriage driver. Um, madame, you are heading to Felsau to um try out for the vigils. The vigils. Oh. Mentally, just thinking like, oh, I'm gonna stick with it. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, what a coincidence! Me too. Oh, well, then you must ride with me. Come. Oh yeah, I will be the most clumsy I've ever been on purpose and 
flatter myself all dirt everywhere the coach. <laughs> I'm so glad you haven't changed. <laughs> Still the same person. Warms your heart. <clears throat> um the the driver will kinda of open up the little little window that he has so that he can talk back like talk into your little compartments. Um is everything good back there? Are, are we ready to continue? Yes, this is Opal. Uh, Opal driver Opal Pablo. Pablo Opal. Oh. Pablo goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a little, little nervous boy. <laughs> you know he's like he, as you look at him like he is he's built. <laughs> I'll wave awkwardly back. He he um, and then he can't, it, like, you can see that like, he's, like, white knuckly, grab, like, holding onto this pan flute, like, <laughs> r- too tightly. <laughs> You're, like, kind of worried for the pan flute. Um, as, like, the, the care, he can't close the, the door. Um, well, he first will say, well, it's good to meet you, uh, Miss Opal. And he'll, he'll close the, the door and, yeah, and, like, the carriage starts trying along again. Um, this is terribly exciting, isn't it? Oh, yes. Completely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just found out today that our Pablo plays the pan flute, and it's the most beautiful thing that you'd ever hear. It's so pleasant. Pablo, would you mind playing again? <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong note as you actually just call him out for it. Um, and you like... <laughs> like, it's like the little kid with the recorder. <laughs> I'll let it warm up. It's marvelous. It's simply marvelous. Yeah. You're like breathing holy. I like the dissonance. You know, breathing. Would you like a sandwich? They're a little bit more hearty than what you'd expect at this time in the morning. But I think I think that, you know, for traveling as we are, it's perfectly appropriate. <laughs> okay. I mean, I won't complain with food. So, ah. Yeah, what's, what's, what's on the sandwich? Is it... Like, what type of sandwich? Cucumbers. It's a cucumber sandwich, but with a pumpernickel bread, which is a little <laughs> bit heavier than what you'd expect for, like, a breakfast spread. Mm-hmm. Oh. You usually have more of a lighter bread with some sort of, like, nice sweet tea for mm-hmm. breakfast. And this is more of a an afternoon meal. Like, when you you would usually do your work around house, say, like, commanding your servants and stuff like that. That's that's more of this type of bread. That it feels kind of like when you wake up from camping and you eat soup for breakfast that has a dirt in it. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a very nice, like, um, cream cheese, like, um, spread with the, the cucumber. It's very very delicious. Yeah. Before I grab, I'll be like, oh, a pardon. So I'm not making the rest of the food, but I'm making more of it. So it's so <laughs> I was just kind of smiling, like kind of poker face, but like polite, like nobility smile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess the palace, what life wasn't for you? Um, no, I. Well, you know, you, you've been to the palace before. It's not for everyone. Yeah, that's true. It's not that I didn't appreciate. I felt very fortunate to be in the position that I was, but when, you know, I, I heard the proposition of, of the vigils, I I felt that perhaps maybe some of my talents and, um, you know, privilege would be better used actually doing something. I agree. Must be. 
terrible, you know, sitting pretty. But that's one thing we have in common is we both kind of felt, you know, stuck in a place and wanted to prove ourselves and maybe learn stuff about our oh so that's something we still have in common that's true I, i'm going to be honest i was actually surprised to hear that you were going to the vigils and what do the other paladins think of your decision uh if i would i have a drink at this point i know we didn't say that but that she, she'll, there is, she'll get you there's like a little cooler them. like it's like an ice fridge <laughs> that's like built like in the ice chest that you can't like open up and it has like these little like cork topped bottles of some sort of beverage. Martinelli's. Martinelli's. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what it but just to put it flavor, if I had one of those and was taking a sip and you asked that, I would have choked and just <laughs> 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 is more of that playing. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> For my training, <clears throat> that's that's what they wanted. You know, to be more cultured rather than being stuck <laughs> there. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. You'll be able to bring back plenty of knowledge for your whole society, and that that would that would be great. Oh yeah, all of the knowledge. <laughs> Are you at all nervous? I have to say, I. I'm a little bit afraid. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe a little. I'm trying to put it on a face, which you can probably tell because, you know, terrified uh, out of my mind, but we're still doing it. But that's true bravery, isn't it? Being able to do something even though you are afraid. Yeah. Well, then we're, we're lucky both of us are in possession of a great virtue yep so great <laughs> as the the drive kind of continues on you you um go through all of the things that you've kind of prepared like showing opal the the different outfits that you've been thinking well, about just a little touch just like a little trouble with a, a changing scene we are going to go to the Vigil's outpost in Lethanor. Um, um, Pinky, you have already arrived. And Moss, um, you open the door to, to find... Have like, it's almost like a, as you walk up to the building, um, you see that on the door, on, like above the door is a sign that says Vigil's Watch Post. And underneath that says Lethanor. And you see what looks to be like a stylized version of an eye um, with some sort of structure like in the center of it that almost has like a, a lighthouse look to it. Um, being able to, it, the, it's almost like dual pictures like kind of transposed on top of each other. It's very interesting how they, they're able to accomplish that. And as you open up the, the door you um kind of breathe in air it's a, a very like almost woody workshop-esque smell but you don't see any like tools out or anything like that but you do see um moss and pinky you see each other pinky you've already arrived you're probably sitting somewhere talking with 
some of the other adventurers, some of the other people that also arrived. You see what looks to be like a half orc um, man um, dressed in kind of um, simple robes, holding kind of like a bag kind of close to his side. Um, you also see someone that's kind of more um, grizzled, kind of like also like more of a man in like his mid 50s. Um, kind of with like a, a cloak on with the hit the cloak back. Um, you can see kind of like what looks to be like um, a, a spear on his back. Um, he seems, as you kind of get a closer look, he looks like he is maybe some sort of Genasi, maybe Earth Genasi, um, as he has kind of this almost stone looking skin. Um, but the person that really stands out to you as you kind of look around is. Um, this kind of more portly man kind of sitting at uh, a desk, um, kind of like at the entranceway, and he says, Ah, hello there! My name is Mordecai, and welcome to the Vigil's out, um, Watch Post here in Lethanor. What can I do for you today? More- is that for I- me or for... Sorry. So you've already arrived. Thank you. Okay. okay. Uh, this is for us. Thank you. Okay. Sorry for not clearing up. Mordecai, you say? Yeah, Mordecai. Ah, What's your name? Mordecai. Name's Moss. Here to join the vigils. You have come to the right place, mister. This is where you would do such a thing. Um, It is good to meet you. Um, Likewise. If I may ask, what is some of your talents that, if I may understand? Talents. I consider myself one with nature i am good at as you see like he sort of sits there for a second like he's thinking about like what he was supposed to say i am good at magic i'm expert at reading the room (laughs) and i'm like all the eyes have like turned on you and like it's kind of like quieted down like everyone's like and I'm I think he's pretty still good. giggling at something. Pretty good with a knife. Wow, that is um, quite exceptional. We are excited to be able to have you here. Um, I'm not the person that's going to be giving the test. Um, just so you know, that's not me. I, I'm just here to kind of give you a way station um, for you to arrive to where you're actually going to be tested. And so... Um, Make yourself at home. The the side room right here, and he kind of points to a door that's right off the side. Uh, it's the door's open. You can see like beds have already been kind of set up in there. Um, this is where you'll be staying tonight. Um, and if there's anything that you need, any food, my um, my the helpers here uh, are willing to provide and help you. Um, just let me know if there's anything that you need. Yeah, do you got a, a bathroom? My my bladder doesn't hold it like it used to. Uh, yes, it's actually. And he points kind of down the hall. It's down the hallway, first door to your right. Uh, thank you, Mordecai. Pleasure to meet you. You're welcome, Moss. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. All right. As Moss begins to head to the bathroom as quickly as humanly possible. <laughs> Shuffles like the old man shuffle. Like, oh crap. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Um, we will. The scene kind of like fades to black, but then fades back in after you like open up the door. 
So you do feel very early. First D and D character ever using restroom. <laughs> this is wild, guys. This is the height of role playing in D and D right here. This is what we it's call fitting in. Done. Never been done. All right. So, um, I guess Moss would just like stroll back into the main room and uh, just sort of look around, see if there's a, a corner to sit down in. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, Pinky, you would notice um, this old man that had just barely entered and is talking about joining the vigils. Um, just as like kind of finding a chair to, like in the corner and to sit down, wait for the the time. It's about afternoon time now, so it's not too far away from time to like eat supper and stuff like that. Hey, Pinky's going to gasp. <gasps> friend! And she's going to flit over to, to Moss. All right. Hey, my name's Pinky. What's your name? And then real fast, how tall is Pinky? Uh, two and a half feet tall. Okay, she's so- shorter than you. So Pinky's yep. barely shorter than me. <laughs> I guess half a foot. But anyways, ah. What are you? Well, that's a silly question. I'm a fairy, of course. Ah, what Where? are you? I am a gnome. Oh. But more importantly. Are the common? Sorry, I am I'm asking sk- Chase. Oh. Wait, what is it? Were are gnomes relatively common? <laughs> yeah, okay. you you've seen gnomes around. Gnomes are okay. gnomes are people too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but more Sorry, importantly, I'm, I'm an experienced individual who experienced understands what? nature and spells. Mm-hmm. It's like sure. you can almost see him like looking at his hand, reading something off. <laughs> <laughs> In dangerous situations, I can shoot poison out of my hands. Oh, that is so cool. Can I see it? No. Oh, that's so fun. I don't want to kill you right now. I'm pretty dangerous. Pretty, pretty dangerous. You know, you got to watch out. Oh, I see. Okay. How can I help you, uh, miss, miss what? Pinky. Pinky, Pinky. I like the finger. (laughs) (laughs) Then he like sits and stares at you for a second. Oh, you're pink everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pink is kind of my favorite color. Uh, All right, all right. How how can I help you? No, I don't really need your help. I just want to be your friend. Are you going to be a vigil too? Yep. And so. Cool. Why did you want to join the vigil? You know, I got my reasons. Thought I, oh. I've lived a, a long time. Thought, um, might as well try something new, I guess. Yeah, trying stuff, new stuff is really fun. I got to try some pinwheels like, earlier today. They were really tasty. Oh gosh, please tell me you didn't eat a pinwheel. <laughs> what? It, it, the one of them tasted like bubblegum, and the other one tasted like butterscotch. Ah, uh, curiosity, Miss Pinky. 
What is your expertise? Oh, I like to play tricks. Such as? All kinds of tricks. I don't know. I like to pop out of weird places. I like to hide. I like to throw parties. Like... <laughs> so, I guess, Miss Pinky, why, why are you here with the vigils? The vigils tend to be a place of honor and uh, do good for all people and make money. So, yeah, why are you here? I figured that the best trick I could ever play would be best done through the vigils. And this trick is? Uh, I'm gonna be mysterious like you and not tell. <laughs> <laughs> At this, you see this sort of, like, crooked smile on his face as he sort of, like, thinks to himself. You're sort of funny. Sick. I'll stick with you for a bit. I'll be your friend, Pinky, as he puts forth his hand to shake. She's going to grab his hand and vigorously shake it, like, I'm no, so glad oh, that you're calm. my friend. Calm down, calm down. I need joints, you know? Joints are bad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Keep, keep talking, keep talking. I'll take a nap while you talk. <sighs> She's going to, like, <laughs> back this chair. And She'll just jabber on about everything. She goes through her whole entire day, and then the day before, and, and it's... It, it's very nice. It, it puts you right to sleep as you start snoring. But she keeps going. Um, with that, we pan back out to um, a different vigil's outpost in Felsau. As um, the, vi- the, <clears throat> the cart kind of rolls along the cobble streets, and you can tell that this... This one, same sign hanging in the front door as was previously described for the other one, um, half the continent away. But this one, um, its door, like, it's made more out of, like, stone and, like, brick and mortar. And it's kind of adjacent to a courtyard right next to a church of Bogdan um, here in... um, in uh uh bells bells out bogdan um for those who may not be acquainted with the gods is the god of law and order um bum bum anyways enough with that joke um as you get the um cab driver Kind of bows. Um, my lady, I hope that the vigils will do you um, a fine travel from here on out. Um, your father's asked me to um, drop you off here and return to the palace. I, I hope that the drive was um, to your liking. Pleasant. I can't thank you enough. Of course. Um, as you and Opal kind of clamber out of the this and shut the door and um oh um pablo gets down off the side and kind of walks over and he kind of puts on his his little fur hat um <laughs> and like his little he's got like a little fur vest on and stuff like that he he's kind of changed from the 
normal like servant's attire that like was very uncomfortable for him and more of the this fur-lined clothing um um i will i will wait until you have entered into the building as to make sure nothing happens as like how the 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 guards that have also been following you like on horseback can salute super fast and like unsalute um both of you and opal and give my father word of my safe arrival uh, but of course thank you perfect mm-hmm. guess we'll start walking as you were right at the front door, they, the front door. they literally <laughs> drove you right at the front door okay well right before we enter i want to whisper to adelaide and like hey i'm definitely very nervous and i'm trying to put on a face as i already said but i just wanted to thank you for your patience because this is Oh, okay. Well, I I admit I think that I feel the same way, and I'm very thankful that you were willing to travel with me. I think I would have let my nerves perhaps get the better of me if, if I would have been alone. Shall we go in then? Yeah. All right. In we go. <laughs> you guys kind of enter into the uh, the the doorway. Um, you see um, what was similar picture that has been kind of painted, but more of like the stone fixtures and kind of more arched ways and stuff like that for this building. Um, the torch sconces seems to be kind of more decorated with like leaves and stuff like that. More of a pattern similar to like the grapevines of the vineyards that Felsau is known for and stuff like that. Um, um, sitting behind the table here, um, off to kind of the side, um, with a couple of other people sitting around, you first see the person behind the the table to be what looks to be um, this um, young um, young lady. Um, she kind of is like very like almost seems like kind of a little bit out of it and you realize that she's a halfling kind of standing on a stool um uh, so that way she kind of is at the normal height of you two um and she kind of like is looking around like oh well hello um my name's uh yasolda um welcome to the vigil's watch post here in uh, uh Felsau. um let me go grab my 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 father he asked me to watch the the table and she kind of jumps off the the um stool runs into like the the back room and then and you hear this other guy kind of uh, kind of coming up and he he kind of comes in and you see um this dwarven man um that's kind of kind of stockier and a little bit more um like furrowed about he's like hi my name's a Magnus, Magnus Ironjohn. It's uh, it's good to meet you. Uh, what was brought you here to the vigils today? Is there something we can do to help you? Uh, we are here to enlist. Oh, or to yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of of course, uh, we have set a date today for those who want to um enlist for the vigils to come here and try out the, this isn't the place that you'll be trained but uh it, it, it will um will help you get there uh, to say uh anyways um 
uh, yeah, you can go sit there, the, the room over there, and he kind of points across the way from where he's standing, because, like, you kind of come into the building, like, this way, for those who need to see my, you can't come in this way, this way, like, where my face is, is where he is, and across the way is, like, where, like, a door is, you can see a, a bedroom there, you can see in this room, there's a couple of tables and stuff like that set up, you see some of the people are standing around, you see a man, um, dressed in kind of simple farmer, clothes um with only like a small pack on his shoulder kind of sitting there kind of quiet um and you see kind of like what looks to be a hobgoblin um kind of sitting at the same table but they're not really making much talk the hobgoblin seems kind of like just like looking around kind of contemplating um a lot and then you also see um standing uh, kind of on the other side of the room, um, furiously drawing or something, um, what looks to be an uh, elven woman, and she she's furiously like seems to be sketching something. She has features. Um, she has uh, features. She does have features. All these people have features, even <laughs> though I haven't described them. Yet. Um, Baron, you have already arrived to the Vigil's outpost. Um, mm-hmm. You're able to make a good time. As you guys are kind of sitting there in the middle, you see um, the same um, Yosolda kind of run out from the back after father. father. And then you see behind her a halfling, tiefling um, kid following her, like kind of yelling, Yosolda, wait up, wait up! And then like a little bit older human girl um, with like kind of darker hair features. Um, kind of run past them as they seem to like be running throughout the whole entire house, like kind of making a, a muck. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you guys like to do? I'm going to perhaps like lean in a little bit closer to, to Magnus and I'm going to ask Has anyone arrived yet who has uh, previously already attempted to join the vigils? Um, I don't know if it's from. If they're part of this batch or not, um, that is a fairly rare case oh. to 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 make plainly. It's it's usually after you've gone through the test, you usually know whether it's for you or not for you. If that makes sense. Um, I suppose it's just that I, I'm not quite sure what to expect. And yeah, that makes sense. I I can't give too many details. They they ask us. For the safety of the vigils, and that's why most people don't know much about us. Um, protection um, helps come through not telling the wrong person the the wrong thing. But I, I can tell you this: that the the trial um, is different for everybody. Um, uh, usually, you're separated into groups because um, most vigils are placed into groups as well, and you're usually given. Three trials, basically. A trial of skill, a trial of strength, and a trial of courage. And uh, depending on what you need and which one's the hardest for you, it really help kind of see what you're made of, in a sense. That's more what they're looking for rather than the uh, just someone strong that can really beat up things. It's, I'll give you that. Mm. If you're made of fine iron fine metal like a good sword you'll do just great but if you 
have any say weaknesses in your blade, you'll may chip and you may may crack. So just a, a, a heads up and a warning for for you and the rest of the people that are in this this place can also kind of hear his little description that he gives. She's going to nod very earnestly and then say, I must get my weapon inspected properly then beforehand. Uh, and then kind of walk into the room. <laughs> uh, not the... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything else that you guys would like to do while you are here? I'll approach your character that I forgot his name. Baron. Baron? Baron. Mm-hmm. Is, is Pablo with us? Pablo is with you. Because he is like following like 10 feet behind you wherever you go. As expected. Does Pablo have a triangle? Uh, he is assumed to be trying out as well. Ooh. But this isn't like the, the place, so. Mm-hmm. So you're just focused on weapon. Yes. I'll just scan. We already described. So I'll just approach those guys chilling. And talk to Baron, but I don't know your name yet. So, so, what are you doing here? Uh, I'm trying out for the vigils. Cool. Where are you from? Uh, Merrill. Oh, I've never been there. What's it like there? Um, not not much. Pretty plain. There's um, lots of dirt okay that dirt's pretty awesome as you can see covered in it pretty good can i make an insight check on that and just or like not even an insight check sorry like looking at like what that is can i tell like oh there's a dookie or anything no <laughs> can i tell if that's like make a constitution saving far like <laughs> like meaning like if that is like hard work dirt, meaning like oh, she, you know what I mean, or if that's just like like you, what you had done what earlier, so like you can get a feel for a character. Yeah, just oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So you're trying to make a like would I just be able to tell that? Look at that. Depends. I'm holding up the book. How much did you try to hide the fact that you just rolled around the dirt yourself? I didn't hide it. Yeah, you can tell. I can just tell. Like you know, like. When someone's working out in the field, yeah, it's like there's specific places that usually get dirty. There's specific places that get sweaty. Like the knees get dirty, the pits get sweaty. It just happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. not just, it's just my hands happens. and my shins down. It's yeah. more dirty than that. Nope, yeah. it's just my shins and hands. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I just wanted to make a mention of that. Um, also, I forgot to mention this, but you would notice, especially now that you're up close, his nose is slightly like crooked. Okay. As if it had been broken mm-hmm. previously and never was healed in like mm. properly. Okay. So anyway. Um yes, I I can see that. Yep. All right. you, I'm assuming you're trying out as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did been investigating it, seeing options with life and yeah. And where are you from? Good question. I don't know how to say it. You're from Felnor. Felnor. Capital? That is the capital. Oh, so the capital then. Yeah. I've been there maybe once. Okay, what was your experience? I had to go and get some supplies. Okay. So, 
Well, I won't dig too much. I don't need to know everything. But okay. Cool. Well, I hope you do well. It'd be super cool if we ended up on a team together. Wait, sure. Yeah. By the way, what is your name? Didn't even catch that. My uh, apologies. Baron, and, and yours? Opal. I will make the face I made. Just... Very nice. Very pretty. Okay. Okay, thanks. Uh, I'll go try and find my friend. She's probably looking at shiny stuff trying to buy it or something. Okay. Adelaide's gonna kind of like walk up to you and she's kind of putting her sword back into the sheath and being like, you know what, I think that this this is reliable workmanship. I, I don't think that I should fret too much about the material. As yeah. you can tell, like, the, the sword is like gilded mm-hmm. with like gold and like silver inlays as well. Like, kind of the same inlays as like the backpack. Mm-hmm. It's themed. It's themed. It has to match. It has to match. Well, not just Pablo's backpack. <laughs> um, yeah. I would just make the joke of like, oh yeah, your sword looks great. How about your shoes? Oh, these shoes will not be the ones that I will be wearing during the audition, but they are fine shoes. Yeah. Good craftsmanship, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. This is my friend Baron. Oh, hello, Baron. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet your acquaintance. How do you know Opal? Uh, we just met. Oh, well, that's fabulous. And yeah. now you've just met me. My name is Lady Adelaide. Lady Adelaide, nice to meet you. I see that that sword is very finely made. Oh, are you a craftsman? Uh, no. Oh, well. I just know a good weapon when I see one. I shall trust your judgment. I'm a little bit new to these sorts of things. I would not say that I am completely ill-informed. I take great pride in my education, but Mm -hmm. I do always respect the advice of an expert. Just going to kind of turn to the hobgoblin, who I assume is still there. Yeah. He's just like, (laughs) not like looking at you three, like... "Mm." And your name? Uh, My name's uh, Kyra. Kyra? Pleasure. A Lady Adelaide. Good to meet you. And you reach it up. And it's like, not many people know this, but Hobgoblins have like super long arms. So it's like, it's like from me to you awake, but he's like still able to like comfortably like lean back and shake your hand. From here. Um, yeah, yeah, good to, good to meet you. And uh, I assume that we're all trying out for the vigils. Yes, I... I've heard that if we come here and we ask to join the vigils, they will allow us to have the opportunity to try out for the vigils. Yes, that makes sense to me. Yes, very much so. This is, this is, this is good then. Did you totally just look my character up and down? <laughs> she said, yeah, oh, she did though. She she did. Just... Say, I'm gonna say she did. I'm gonna say Tori that she did. Legit just did that too. Tori just like I did that to McKay just because he's cute. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Adelaide is gonna give him uh, his character the full like. Hmm. Good then. Good. Good. Oh, what? If I'm if I'm kind of sussing up McKay's character at hmm? first glance. I guess I'm just seeing that he's kind of farmer, simple. Um, I would say that this is something else that you'd notice. You would notice that he has no weapons, no armor. He's got nothing. 
He's got nothing. I think I might comment on that then. I think she would say something like, well, for for a man that claims to know a good weapon when he sees one, it appears that you do not have one. Uh, yes. I... I don't own any. Ah, so, tough guy. Brawling, right? I can handle my own. Oh, yeah. Nice. Rolling dirt. Handle his own. This guy's pretty... Mm-hmm. That's an admirable skill to have, I suppose. This ability you. to fight and defend yourself without um, the aid of a weapon. Mm-hmm. And what's a girl like you doing here? You don't seem to. You don't really give me the vibe <laughs> of someone that has seen much fighting in her life. Suppose that's why I'm here. For. Those of us that are blessed with skill and opportunity, I felt it was a waste to not use it. I'm hoping that through the vigils, I'll be able to be useful. Yeah, I can back that up, um, lovely Lady Adelaide. As airheaded as she may be, she's actually super skilled with the sword. Trust me, I know. I rub mud in her face as a child. Very good. Please <laughs> eyebrow at the word airheaded is in a way slightly, <laughs> but in true noble fashion, just poker face. Well, perhaps we'll have to duel sometime. And Opal, why are you here? To explore my options. Yeah. I'm a uh, noble demeritus. <laughs> Lady, Lady Opal is here on behalf of the education of. Of her, uh, um, the, 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 the paladins of the Triqueta. Very prestigious group. She has quite noble reasons for being here. So you don't know what you want to do? Well, uh, it's more of I know very strongly that I know what I have to do. I know very well. However, it doesn't hurt to learn more. Like Lady Adel, uh, Adelaide, I almost said Eagleguard. <laughs> Adelaide said, uh, Do you know expanding my education? If you're narrowed in one subject, you're going to be blind to others. So, wise words. As this conversation kind of continues, um, and each respective person here um, continues their conversation in their own place, whether it be in the cart or in Alethanor, or here in um, Belnor. The the conversation continues. Um, just so those who uh, may not know, Kyle has some previous arrangements that he has to attend to, so he will not be continuing. I, I just wanted to ask how the rest of us are doing. Would we like to continue going? Yes. yes. Or yes. do we want yes. to... Is 9 o'clock? I'm okay. I would are be down really... to continue, but if people want to be done, we can be done. I'm down to continue. I think we, we need a commercial break. Yeah, five, five, ten minute break. Five, ten minute break. break. Ten minute break. And then we were shooting to be done around like ten o'clock. That's what 10 I'm o'clock, thinking. 10. So those who may be watching on the stream, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And I don't have a break screen. And also, um, that's okay. Just turn off your cameras. Yeah, just mute. Everyone just mute yourself and just turn off the camera. We'll be back. Stream just... Hold Give in us a there. couple minutes. 
I don't know, actually. Is anyone watching the stream? I'll go find out. D&D considers potty breaks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to tilt this down and... Yeah. Uh, just mute that. Whoa. Wait a minute. I've just been <laughs> revealed. He's um, so weird with his hobgoblin arms. <laughs> 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 did, you, did you know? Was, was it hobgoblins or is it? No, it's hobgoblins. For some reason, I was like, wait, bugbears. Oh, he might actually be a bugbear. Bug I might have described a bugbear. <laughs> hey, by the way, Joy, David, and Brandon, we're going to be jumping back on here pretty soon. So, when you guys are ready, let me actually look. Is it, I think it's hobgoblins, bugbears, bugbears. Yeah, look that up because I might have to do an aretta and say actually. I was incorrect. Um, actually? Um, actually? Um, actually? Well, I found this. It's new. This is the perfect kernel. The perfect kernel. The one Who had the be back in 10 minutes thing? Was that Brandon? No, that was, that was us. Oh, okay. I thought it was pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, bugbears have long limbs, and I'm going to check out the <sighs> I don't think Hobgoblins goblins have long limbs. They might actually. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them do. It's what if he just is a hobgoblin with, with really long arms? <laughs> like, that's just a character. Disproportionately long arms. <laughs> yeah. My mother was a bugbear. It's <laughs> a bugbear. That is an option. Well, I think it's bugbears. Yeah, not hobgoblins. We'll just say that his mother was a hobgoblin. I got beat. Dude, we just had a. Dude, we just had a break. Literally, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what the break um, was for? Joy, are you here? Wait for her as well. While we're waiting for her, I was. Wait, hold up. Okay, while we're waiting for her, um, sorry, I have my microphone set to like a key that I hold down, and I was also yeah. in a Word document, so it was like writing um during that my laptop straight up just like reset oh gosh that's why you jumped i was off. like yeah i was like i was like what, what do i do like <laughs> i thought it like died or something but like it's plugged oh. in and everything but it just like then it started just like booting up again and i was like so i hurried and joined on my phone but luckily it like got back pretty quickly and so then i kicked me off my phone and now i joined on it but i was like what is going on? <laughs> the technical difficulties of tonight. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, we, we're trying. That's what matters. We're here doing our best. Oh, um, what's, what's funny is normally, like, when we did, like, just a podcast, we didn't have any of these problems whatsoever. And now that it's the first time that we're actually streaming it, oh, it's just breaking. What? Oh, just, like... Problems like Brandon's thing kind of turned off, or we were, but also when we were doing the podcast, we we were using oh, a different that's... system, right? It's true. We were using we were using Zoom thing. instead of. No, uh, I mean, Discord. I'm even talking like because no, because we did part of the podcast on Discord. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. And so it Brandon, was just it's all your fault. It's, it's not Brandon. Brandon's fault. It's How dare fault. you I'm blame Brandon? I have to take this chase. <laughs> Also, uh, Discord did just change a like they just came out with an update with some stuff, so that could be it. Because I know we had some issues with 
audio stuff that didn't work. So I'm going to text Joy and see if she's on. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it was because it was like I'm my back. whole computer. Oh, there was you go. Just like, see ya. Yeah, I'm just eating. So. <laughs> oh, no worries. That makes sense. Hey, it's okay. They know. They know that they're going to hear food ASMR. It was in our intro. Yeah, it was yeah. in the intro. <laughs> you know the intro you didn't hear? It was in it. Wait, we didn't hear the intro? We didn't hear the intro. It's only for people that are watching. It's only for people that are watching the stream and the podcast. Okay, so I have a question. Maybe I'm just tech techno dummy. No. What? But so after after this is over, mm-hmm. can we still go back on YouTube and watch the whole thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And will that include the intro and the mm-hmm. Okay, that'll be fun. Because huh? I want to... Mm-hmm. Didn't see it. I'm going to go back and watch, and I'm going to upload this to the podcast probably by Saturday. Mm-hmm. Give or take. And all this right here is going to be included, because we, yep. we're just streaming. We're just... Yep. I'm just going to take the Hi, audio. Future me. <laughs> Hi, guys. Take your pills and change your... Future son, if you ever listen to this, just know I love you. But sometimes you're... Pet- Joy just left? No? What just left? The, the radio. Oh. The radio. You're going to hit play again? Yeah, I was planning on doing it. Little quail. Yeah, he's, he's a little kid. He's the quail. Note to myself for the future. You're going to do great. You're going to finish your capstone. Woo! Everything will be fine. Woo! Everything will be fine. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Three cheers for Faith and her capstone. Woo! Um, anyways, I think since we're all back, I'm like I said, Kyle, his character will be joining us, but he, um, he need to go have prior engagements. So he's taking a nap. Yeah, he's he's just doing old man stuff. Old man naps take a long time. Um, <laughs> we're going to continue. So where we left off. You guys are all kind of in your own separate little places. Um, as you all continue forward, um, you each one of you will would respectively at some point um, go to bed that night. Um, whether anxiety filled, not getting a lost sleep, or just in the cart, not the most comfortable um, ride. But at some point, um, it's quite strange. You kind of feel this almost um, lethargicness kind of come over you. And you're able to eventually find sleep, each and every one of you. Um, even those whose race may allow them to just be in the, the trance, you, you find yourself more into a dreamlike state that allows you to kind of escape from this world. Um, as everything is kind of happening, um, you don't remember much um, of the travel of the sleep, but you do kind of come to more suddenly than you fell asleep. It was more of like a gradual falling into like blackness feeling for the sleep. Rather than when you wake up, it's kind of more of a boom. Your eyes open up. Um, As you open your eyes, the first thing that all of you notice is that you are on the ground. 
not in the the bed or in the chair that you were had been in previously but you were laying on your back um mid some grass um as you kind of get your bearings you're looking up into the sky and you can smell that there is almost like a wetness to the air as you kind of look around there is more of a, a feeling of kind of a feeling of weight i would say to where you're at and as you kind of start looking around you notice that there's people around you laying also down in the grass um you're everyone here um adelaide opal baron ren uh pinky and last but not least Aaliyah. you are all laying on the grass together some of you have not met these are some strangers We've described their characters thus far, and this is what you see. Around each and every one of you, as you're kind of coming to, you notice that you are in the center of what looks to be a circle uh, of mushrooms and rocks that have kind of surrounding the area that you have woken up in. Rebecca Shrine. <laughs> and there is dark, almost misty forests all around you. <clears throat> You all kind of come to you wake up and you realize that you are not in the place that you last went to bed and you're with people that you weren't with previously is there is it just us or is there every like there's how many people are here? it's just you guys here okay pablo has my armor pablo is with you okay <laughs> You got lucky. <laughs> I got very nervous. I'm like, if this is if it's starting now and she's in her silk nightgown. Under <laughs> 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 custom slippers, there's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I'll go ahead and stand up and shake off whatever is on me. You kind of brush off a little bit of the morning dew that has kind of coalesced onto your clothing. Um, you're not cold though. The temperature. It's quite warm. Uh, actually, uh, Ren, I'd like you to do a nature check for us. We can't hear you. Sorry about that. I will gladly do a nature check. While he's doing that, Chase, how would my character be surprised? Um, Partially. You know that even from where you're from, there isn't like a lot of talk of what happens. Though so you do, you have had this like the feeling of like being somewhere and then being in another place. Um, oh yeah. Afterwards, like you just weren't expecting it to be when it was. Okay. That nature check was a ten. I feel like I'm a little out of my element here. Yeah, definitely. Um, you notice that the temperature is very akin to when you left the the southern coast of Lena, um, the southernmost um, region of the the continent. 
Um, so it's it's not like you guys were cold last night um, or while you were sleeping. And it was quite nice, but the little bit of water is kind of unsettling because it almost gives you the sense that maybe you've been here for longer than you'd think. Well, that's not where I went to sleep. Uh, I'm Pinky. What are your guys' names? Baron. Lady Adelaide. Pablo, my arm. Pablo. Pablo starts, like, kind of (laughs) quickly packing it out. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm just staring. Because utter shock. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Uh, is this the right choice? But I'm gonna try and feel for my sword and just take opal, 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 opal. You're opal? able to. Okay, opal, opal, opal. <laughs> <laughs> and you just your sword or your axe. Yeah. You were able to find it. It's all your equipment still with you. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I then will stare at this little pink woman in just disturbed and he'll just like after like just like some silence and like that like weird tension he'll just say ren ren okay (laughs) how about the pretty lady over there um i'm a liar are you a are you a fairy you guys are so smart. I've never seen a fairy before. I, I've read. I've read about your. You know. I've read about them, but I've never. It's nice to meet you. Was it? Was it Pinky? Yeah. Well, you nice. To remember meet you. my name is by the color of my everything. Well, it's, it's <laughs> nice to meet you. Meet you, Pinky. It's nice to meet you too. What are we supposed to do here? I think our challenge has started. I agree. I would also have to concur. And who are you, little man? Uh, my name's Moss. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I met him just before. I'll just not. Um, <laughs> as you guys kind of get a little bit more of the bearing of where you're around, you do notice that there is a path that continues um, from this point um, away. And there also is the the thick forest just all around you. Um, It's hard to see very far. Um, About 30 feet farther you look, it kind of gets pretty misty. Even even down the path, it's a little bit more misty in that Um, direction. Well, if the test has started, I think we both, think we all want to do well on this test reason why we're all here um why don't we it's just my opinion you don't have to do it any anyway independence why don't we you know kind of figure out where we're supposed to go whether that's towards the fog the woods or the path um in that sense i would like to do an arcana check to see if there's any magic going a certain way many barriers something like that of course uh do an arcana check I have resistance since I gave that little speech and I have plus nothing. <laughs> That's a nat 20. I got oh, wow. She got Um. Good guys. So, Opal, 
you, as you kind of take an innate sense of like, kind of think in your mind straight and narrow, straight and narrow. Um, it almost kind of dawns on you like you, you, you feel like yourself kind of be pulled towards following the path. Um, you get almost the sense of, and as you kind of listen closely, these woods aren't, they're not uninhabited. And there might be things out there that aren't safe. And so you think maybe following this path might lead you to the right direction. Um, I was gonna do a Rebecca thing. Nope. Okay. Um, I know we just met, and I don't want to come across as, huh, I'm the one with the armor and the giant axe, follow me. Um, but I feel very strongly that we should be on the path. I trust your instincts. Are any opposed? I don't think so. I'm curious, um, is there like a break in the mushroom circle that we're in for the path, or...? So, like, the mushroom, like, these aren't giant mushrooms. These are, like, to you, right. they're pretty, like, yeah. knee high. They're, to you, they're knee <laughs> high. So you're not, but, like, you can it's not, not, like, a big deal. And they're not, like, super, right. like, close together. They're, like, kind of spaced out to where, like, you could walk between them. Um, and everyone else okay. could, like, step over them fairly easily. Right. Would I know what kind of mushrooms they are? Um... There are various mushrooms. They make an arcana check for me, actually. Ooh. As well. 22. Wow. So as you kind of think back and you pull out your book that you have, um, that's just a general overview of the flora and fauna of Yavna, you're able to kind of find a passage about mushrooms and... As you kind of rack your brain, too, you kind of think about, like, what books have you read about mushrooms? You remember thinking you've read somewhere about how some types of mushrooms help to channel magical power. Like, magic itself is believed to be in and through all things, but there's some things that are better conductors than others. And these specific mushrooms are usually used to help conduct magic for various things to help like their effects last longer okay um they would be called something along they they're called by many names but (laughs) they you would probably have heard them as like mage cap mage cap okay Would anyway. your character share that information? I don't. I, I'm not right now. I don't think. No. No worries. All right. Mm. What are y'all doing? Well, if all bulls... Does anybody want a song while we walk? To pull out her loot. <laughs> Why don't we try to be a little quiet so that way we don't give away our location to whatever may be our test. After let's totally throw a party. Okay. To be honest, stealth has never been my uh, forte. I agree. Very not for that. But um, to 
pinky yeah throw a party after totally all for it <laughs> um would anyone like to take the charge of being front because again i know gonna start walking oh. down the path <laughs> start so cool and just trying to be like to yourself you you hear Moss say something along the lines how like the shortest should go first because that means that you guys can all watch their backs and then it, it's a line of descending tallness up, um, finishing Whoa. on whoever's. Who is the tallest in our group? How tall are you? Six one. Six one. Oh. How tall is Ren? Six one. Right. And a half. Yes, oh. <laughs> no, we walk like hand in hand, like shoulder to shoulder. We look kind of similar. We both have long hair. Like, yeah, his hair's a little. Ren's hair's a little bit more voluminous, so that maybe gives him that edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll walk next to Ren. That's fine. Nice. How tall is Pablo? How tall is Pablo? Pablo is not like like I never imagined Pablo being like that tall. He's stuck. Send Pablo to the rear. Okay. Well, actually, is that a good idea? Maybe like, like, you have the two guys and then he's third. Maybe Pablo should stay in the fairy circle. Who knows? Well, we're moving on. Walking. He, he kind of like looks confused, like whether he should like kind of follow you guys or stay here. Aliyah is going to try to find herself in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, well, I was going to say, doesn't he have like hireling instinct? Like, this is what I should do at this point in the game? <laughs> he, he has hireling instinct to listen to whoever's commanding him. Um, he'll he'll kind of at this moment be like, uh, enough bar? Do you want me to uh, follow you? Oh. Now, Pablo, this may be treacherous. Uh, I. Don't really want to be left here in the in the mist and uh, the the mushrooms and uh, the things. Then come and stay close and watch yourself. <laughs> All right. Uh, from what you can tell, even though he looks very strong, you can tell the way he holds himself is not a fighter at all. Yeah. Um, okay. As you guys continue down the path, um. Pinky, since you are leading the pack, I'd like you to do either nature or survival check as you're you're walking, just to see how the, the travel it. goes. Let's do a nature check. Okay. <laughs> Fourteen. Okay, that's that's great. Um, some of the things that with a fourteen you're able to kind of notice is these woods. The types of trees that you are walking past don't necessarily feel like they fit the temperature. It's almost like it's out of place. And something this would be something that you would recognize too, Ren, is like you come from a place that ha has this temperature but it doesn't seem quite right. Like, the humid the humidity and the feeling in the air is less akin to like uh, like dark European forest and more akin to like that of like closer to the equator and so though these forests are like darker and more deciduous in nature um it doesn't have the right feel does it also... feel like 
Um, you know, like when you're in the sun and you can feel like the sun heat. Does it feel like there's sun shining on us? Because in my mind, we're under like we're under like a canopy. You're under a canopy. The and like there's also like a good amount of fog around as well. So it's like where you're at, you don't really see like sun shining through. But anywhere. I don't like feel any. Like, you can feel. You can feel like the heat coming from and through it, and it's quite like with the fog and stuff like that moisture in the air. It's very, very warm to say. Um, you are able to successfully yeah follow the the path is pretty easy to follow. Um, you're able to make sure that you splash in each puddle as you're walking past. Um, Pinky. Um. <laughs> And you, instead of singing, you come a very nice jingle. Um, as you guys continue to walk, eventually, after about 45 minutes of, of walking down the path, you come to what looks to be more of like an opening in the, the meadow. And in the distance, you see what looks to be uh, a smaller, um, a smaller shack, almost in a sense, like a cabin feel. Um, it's placed amid all these, um, all these trees. Um, it sits alone. No cooking house next to it though you do notice next to it seems to be like a small pen and you see what looks to be small goats kind of carousing inside um you don't see any light on inside and the door is hung open and not shut Pinky will stealthily approach a fully equipped her shield. As you guys kind of get get ready, and as you approach, you can kind of feel the soft earth beneath your feet of this dirt dirt path as you kind of lead toward this opening. Um, here you can see a few rays of sun kind of piercing through the fog, but it's not a lot of light. It's just like a few rays shining through. Um. But whenever a ray kind of makes it w its way through, it is quickly kind of swept up into the mist again and vanishes. And then another one kind of pops through and vanishes. Um, is everyone approaching the house? Yeah. Um, yes. As we approach, can I do a perception check for many, like any eyes looking through the woods or any signs of fighting claws or anything like that? Definitely. Make that perception check. I would like to, like, <clears throat> since I'm in the back, I'm kind of like, kind of just keeping an eye on everyone. Um, while everyone kind of sneaks up to this little shack, I want to kind of like take a look at like the surroundings to make sure that like, there isn't like some sort of like trap set up. Because um, if I'm thinking like this is a trial, this seems a little too obvious. Like this can't be a solution to go into the lonely shack in a meadow. Um, 
So I'm just a, I'm just kind of superstitious. I'm hanging back, and I kind of want to just view the situation at large. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, were you planning on doing uh, some sort of check as well, a perception check? You should do that. Yeah, sure, perception. Yeah. You, um, Opal, what did you get for your perception check? Opal is kind of letting her nerves get the best of her, and it's kind of in. You know when you're going up the stairs and you turn off the bottom line and you go up and your brain just goes like, oh, someone might be following. <laughs> yeah, so something's like normal form of bark. She may think like, oh, those are claw Because, yeah, she did very bad. <laughs> you kind of hurry forward a little bit more catching up to the, the front of the, the group. Um, what were you able to get, Rhett? I got a 21 with perception. Ooh, for perception. And what were you specifically looking at, if I may ask? I think just anything that seemed out of place or threatening, or like mostly just danger. Like, I don't want um, this to be a trap. Like, most, like if some, because we're in a meadow, right? Like, a clearing. If anything is like yeah. in the woods surrounding us, um, as well as like anything in the house that could just be hiding. Um, that I can see from the outside. Anything that yeah. would cause that danger sense. Okay, you rolled very well. So I'm, let's let's talk for a little bit. Um, the first thing that you notice um, as you're walking towards it is that there are fresh tracks that have approached this house previously. There's one track set that is boot, that are booted. Um, Though the tracks seem, from your experience of being able to like kind of discern by looking at people's feet, like you, it's something that you did in the village that you can tell kind of who walked up to your house by whose shoe size it is, stuff like that. Yeah, I want to stress I didn't look at people's feet. Um, yeah. I just, just took note of, you know, shapes and, you know, whatever. It's not weird. It's not weird, but you do know a lot. That's okay. Um, you can tell that whoever this was seemed to be almost limping, but also in a hurry, uh, approaching the house. And some of these other tracks are over it. You can almost see what looks to be prints in the ground, but they're not like that of a normal foot. They almost have the same look as like a bird track, but in humanoid shape as it's too skinny to be a normal foot and like there's five like rows that go out with like kind of specific bumps for them as it was like like walking and they seem to be walking normally and they were walking over the old set of tracks the boots do i see tracks um, come out of the shack because like, these tracks lead into the shack, right? As you follow them up, and as soon as Opal kind of gets closer to it, she steps on something and it goes crunch. And you see what looks to be a pile of bones laying along this path up towards the house. Um, and then as you kind of look more towards it, you see another pile. And you see another pile as the, they approach the doorway. Um, I think as soon as I would see like the first, or even like the tracks, 
that like they lead into the house and don't come out. I'll be like, guys, um, I'll, I'll kind of, as quietly as I can, but whilst everyone's still being able to hear me, I'll be like, guys, I don't think we should go in there. And then I'll see the bones and I'll be like, I really don't think that's a good place to be. Um, and I'll you... kind of, I'll gesture towards the piles of bone. Would Alaya recognize the tracks? Make a history check with disadvantage, because that's very specific. Um, to like recognize people's footprints, it's not really something that you have a lot of experience in. Oh, Just like know. oh, did... the type of like track that has been made. Yeah, like whether it's not... like animal or monster. Yeah, definitely. Make make um what kind of check would this be? What do you guys think? An investigation? Um Baron's also making the same check. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like it'd be necessary. It could be nature. Could be investigation. Could I, could I cast uh, detect magic? I would think would survival be a good one for like tracking? Yeah, survival's great. Let's do survival. During this, since you said Opal stepped on something and it cracked and it was a bone, yeah. Opal would jump back and cling to the nearest person. Yeah. Um, it's moss. <laughs> Wait, moss. Wait, I'm Five, actually going six, all eight. out. One, two, three, four, five. Moss is six. Pablo is seven. And eight is the skeleton. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You would jump um, into um, uh, Aaliyah's arm, like kind of like jump and like, grab a hold of Aaliyah yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. as she's kind of like come closer to look at the the tracks and stuff like I that. Got a fourteen. You got fourteen. I'll then compose myself. Fourteen. I I got a sixteen. You got sixteen. So you both are able to tell that these tracks are made usually from some sort of skeleton that has been brought back to life through undeath, or been brought back to undeath, I should say. Um, and as you look at the bone piles, you can tell that these aren't just like someone had set these up here to like detract someone. You can tell that these look like skeletons that had been, um, that had fallen. And as they die, they break apart and fall back to the ground as kind of more of a pile of bones. It looked like, from what you can tell, they were approaching the house. Okay. And the last thing I'm... before we move on to your detect magic, uh, Adelaide, I think that you would see Ren um, as you kind of get closer look at the house and tell people that you shouldn't go there. You would see a figure through the window because there's a front window um, kind of close to the the door. Um, and then it, it, you can kind of see through a line to a back window, and in the back window, there's silhouetted what looks to be a figure that has almost looks like it's passed out on a desk, but it's very much a sense like you can tell that that is a body. Okay, yeah, I will definitely kind of take a step back, um, so like kind of like keeping my eyes like on the figure that I can see because you said like one's kind of like looking through the window, no, so. It, you see a figure that is like passed out, oh, and that's it, like facing away from you, and that's oh, it. that's all, that's all. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll still kind of, I'll kind of like try to maneuver around so I can maybe like get just at the, like a little bit of a different angle, like on that body, kind of be like, oh, what's going on in there? Um, see if like I can sense any more danger in the house. Like if he's in trouble, if he's just taking a little nap, you know. Yeah, it. He doesn't seem to be moving, uh, but it does look like a masculine figure. Um. Adelaide, did you cast detect magic? Yeah, she's gonna cast detect magic and then and then same kind of moving around, to, trying to look for like any sort of glowing aura, to see if she can detect like the school of magic, if any. Does detect magic allow you to see behind total cover, just within the range? Uh, let's see. It says within thirty feet around you, if you sense the presence of magic within thirty feet. Um, you can sense magic in this way. You can use your action to see a faint aura, as I used to that. Yeah. Aura, aura, around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. So, this spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin yeah. sheet of wet, or three feet of wood or dirt. Okay. So, as you stand here and you're looking kind of at any kind of kind of hold on to your, your symbol of Yalfa, the, the, the symbol of like this moon with an eye in it as well. You kind of take a sense to focus yourself and you are able to like open your eyes and you see what seems to be two major major auras coming from inside there. One looks like it is larger aura kind of on the ground close to wherever that figure is and the other one seems to be like on the desk in front of the figure. Okay. And what the one on the ground is bigger. The one in front is smaller, like than the other. And you can tell like the size. Is, is the one on the floor? Can I tell if it's? If, is it coming off of an object or human? Can I You're able to tell that the one is coming off of an. Both of them are coming off of the objects. Objects. Yeah. I'm going to share this with the group. I'm gonna say I, I can detect that there's that there's magic within the structure. There's there's two objects. Am I able to tell what kind of magic, or I'm just able um, to tell that they? Are... You can tell that there's some sort of enchanted item. Okay, they detect... have an enchantment on them. They're two objects inside, one larger than the other. Detect magic going... does let you detect the school of magic. I I, I do know that. Oh, okay. uh, not that I didn't know that. I was just like, it doesn't have like a specific school because it's an enchantment. Oh, okay. um, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's not like it's like a specific school. Yeah. If it bad, did, it, like one would probably be abjuration, the other evocation. Okay. Uh, I, I will get you that. I need to go run to the bathroom real quick so that you guys can talk about amongst yourselves. So, right. Lots, of Lots of water. I need to be hydrated. True. Um, well, I'll wait for him, but I'm probably going to go straight into the house. And you're going to get turned into a skelly. No. A skelly man. Mm. Yeah, when, when Adelaide says that there's, like, magic in there, I'll, I'll point out, like, the figure hunched over a desk. I'll say, like, he could be in trouble, um, or he's sleeping evilly. Uh, I don't know. The malicious as, as, sleep. As you guys kind of share that, I'd probably be like, well, let's go see if he needs help. And then I'll start kind of beelining it towards the door. And as he's moving, I'm going to kind of remind the group. Um, 
I'm going to say one of the vigils did tell me that the trials would be of skill, one of strength, and one of courage. So we just need to be mindful, perhaps, of what this challenge will require of us. So this could be the skill to not get turned into a skeleton or the courage to fight skeletons and save this man. That's those those are my takes on it. Did you hear what we were talking about? I did not. Uh we all shared information. I'm beelining it inside. So I think he's gonna go up to the window and look in. I'm just being like, but not like I'm not like running in a hurry. I'm just kinda like I'm just going yeah. towards it. Um something else that might be known, like since you guys have been able to kind of turn that there's been skeletons at some point here. Um, Opal, you do have the ability as a paladin to use divine sense if you'd like to like search the area for undead, um, fiend, or celestials. Um, if that changes anyone else's plans, it will not change mine. Aliyah will announce um, just be careful going in there. These, these mushrooms around are known to enhance magic like kind of like 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 a conductor of magic so just just be careful good advice thank you um who's who's going to be like like if this turns into a fight who's going to be the front line Byron. (laughs) me who's already yeah so just because Baron had chosen to run up first, we're going to let him, we're going to do him first, yes. and then we will come to you. Yes. So Baron, you run up. Um, the door was open. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was kind of half cocked, so you push it the rest of the way open. The first thing that you notice um, is that, like the goats that have, as you're running up, the goats can all turn and look at you. Oh, that's like all creepy. three of them with like you know how they have the weirdly shaped eyes. Yeah. They all three kind of look up, up at you, and follow you as you approach, and then as you get to the door, they kind of put their heads back down. Interesting. And start eating. Um, you open up the door, and you notice as you open it, kind of the first thing that hits you is like the smell of like cooked potatoes. Mm-hmm. That is the first thing that kind of like like what. This is like very humble smelling of living in here. Um, if that's the first smell, then I'll, I will actually kind of be mixed with <laughs> the smell of death. <laughs> there it is. Okay. There we go. What, what do I see around me? Mm-hmm. So as you your eyes adjust to the darkness, you're able to see um, what looks to be Right in front of you is a fireplace. Um, the fire is out. There's still ash in it. Um, you see whoever had run in here um, had tracked the mud inside on the floor. Okay. Um, you see two more piles of bones um, kind of in the center area. You look over, you see what looks to be a, a large bookcase kind of close to the wall right next to the fireplace. Um, and you see books have been kind of grabbed and scattered off of it. Approaching the other way as you kind of turn, you see a bed in the corner 
with a little chest next to it and a little nightstand with a candle and a picture on it. And in the other corner, you see what looks to be a man um, passed out, laying with his face on the on the table. Um, I'm looking with eyes open at the um, thing. One hand's up on the desk, one hand's like down in his lap. Um, you notice right next to him on the ground looks to be some sort of make of a crossbow. And you see he has some sort of book open um, with like some papers and shoveling kind of leading towards where he is sitting. He's like, does he look... He doesn't look dead. Or does he look... Like, does he look dead or does he look like he's paralyzed? Make a medicine check. I'm terrible at medicine. Uh, four. Four. You don't know if this guy's dead, but from the smell and from, as you kind of get a closer look, this deep, like, black looks to be wound, like, in his back. You're almost fairly certain. And you don't see his chest rising or falling. Okay. Um, It's pretty clear. That that's not. Mm-hmm. Um, Has anyone else followed me in or no? Is everyone still outside? Pinky is at the window looking in. Pinky, you would see the same thing. Opal, as you cast Divine Sense, you do not register any undead in the 60 feet that you guys know. There is. You can tell like there's faint traces of undead. In the area, and you can almost feel what seems to be like a dark curse coming from that figure that had been talked about before, but it's not like a death mm-hmm. in the same sense. Understood. Um, question. Yes. Um, so we woke up, it was daytime. It was daytime. It's hard to tell what time of day though, because of the fog. Yeah. It's- Nightfall coming soon. You'll have to make a nature check to be able to tell. That's a 19. Wow. Um, you think that right now it's probably about midday where you're at. So you have probably seven hours until nightfall. But it's not like it's bright out here with the fog. The little traces of light have kind of vanished, and the th- kind of the fog is a little bit thicker than it was when you first approached. The last couple minutes is gone. I've probably made my way after seeing that you didn't turn into a skelly man. Adelaide's probably coming up on the doorway at this point, and I'm wondering if I can see um, now that I'm I'm just seeing that it is a book that it's coming from, right? So- the way, once you're actually able to see inside, who else is going inside, by the way? Is it, like, everyone's going that direction now, right? Thank you. Brandon, still at the window. I'll get closer so I can, like, still keep an eye on everyone, but I, I'm i kind of still keeping a distance, kind of looking outside. I don't want to get trapped yeah. in the shack. Okay. That makes sense. Um, as you enter it, you notice the magical aura is coming from 
the large one's coming from the crossbow on the ground. Okay. Um, as you look at it, you notice that it doesn't have any string. Though it has like the arms, and it almost looks like a sword hilt has been built into the like the crossbow part of it. Um, and it um, it doesn't seem to be like strung with, and it doesn't. He doesn't look like he has any crossbow bolts on him. Okay. Um, you do notice that a different, like, smaller magic order is coming from what looks to be like something like on his finger, like maybe your own ring. And then I'm, I'm also wanting to examine the wound on his back. Mm-hmm. So as you approach him, here's some things that you kind of to give a description of what this char- character looks like. That's what, like looks dead in this area. So you notice that he looks human first glance but then as you get closer the one side of his face that is like turned down looks almost like scar tissue like it's not the right color like not even scar tissue it's just red it's like different color almost like it's almost like a kind of like a scale in a sense and that eye on that side instead of kind of a normal human eye it's a slit and it's yellow like iris Um, he has kind of like, you know what, like the old have witch hunter hat is like on that with kind of like the big buckle, like the pilgrim mm-hmm. hat, that on with kind of like a trench coat, um, um, make a medicine jacket for me. Oh, my dice. And while she's looking for a dice or doing that, do you need me to get it, Tori? I got it. Um, is the picture that you mentioned... Does it look, whoever's in the picture, does it look the same as this person? It looks like the same person, except without the strange mark, like changed eye feature. Um, a little bit more of his features, he has like the like the lamb chops that connect into the mustache as well. And he looks like he's about like 45 years old. Um, he looks... Um, in the picture like younger but he looks fairly like a fairly stern man and he's standing next to uh what looks to be a fairly stern woman like have a tight button up on the back of her head um and they're kind of like they're standing like like you know the old farmer painting with like that it's somewhat similar akin to that except they're not holding like pitchforks. um not a great role but You aren't able to discern what type of wound this is, though it does seem like it is a magic wound. Um, and you can kind of tell it has something to do with sapping life away from him. Interesting. Um, as you kind of approach you with that medicine check as well, you would notice the last feature that I haven't really described about is that other hand that's dangling in his lap Instead of it ending in a hand, it ends in a tentacle, like an octopus tentacle, which is not the same hand in the picture. And I also assume that he's dead. Um, as you film, you don't feel. What? You you're not able to sense a pulse through your magical. As she's doing that, I'd like to kind of glance at the book. What what can I gleam? From yeah. just, I don't necessarily want to pick it up, but just it, you said it was open, right? Yeah, of course. Um, you look 
in his hand that he has up on it and you can see like a quill of dried ink that's been like dripping off of it and you see what looks to be like a like quickly written down like message let me see if i can copy this and put it into the resources so that way you guys can read what it says let me see if i can where is it can you just reply copy message link oh no i don't think that's all is that not just like a good way to like maybe like just pull down yeah I think he's going to loud whisper. What are you guys seeing in there? <laughs> uh, I'm going to explain what, kind of what I'm seeing to Pinky. And also loudly enough where uh, Ren can probably hear from where he's just at too. open the window. <laughs> just, just come on in. There's a man in here. It looks like he has a curse a wound that, that has affected his appearance dark magic careful there's there's magic coming from both the crossbow and the ring on his finger it might be good to be cautious around those objects but it seems safe if i can't sense okay. any sort of like immediate danger coming from like the surroundings or if I'm like kind of feeling a little bit more calm, I will go in the, in the shack and kind of get a closer look. You feel a little bit more calm. Um, I just posted in the resources. Would someone, uh, Faith, would you be willing to read the note that was left by this man's hand? I can read it. Yeah. Or oh wait, oh did you ask? You asked Faith. I'm so Faith. Sorry. Faith has it up, so she's going to read it. Um, sorry for the face. I'm gonna type in. Dear Vigils, I don't have much I don't oh. have much time left. Is that the correct one? Yeah, this is the correct one. I was just like, wait, was this the, the old one that I did like three weeks ago? No. no, this is the right one that I fixed yesterday. Dear Vigils, I don't have much time left, and I fear I may not be alive when you arrive. Zolier? Zolair. Zolaire, a traitor to our cause, attacked me while I was preparing for your arrival. He wanted the rod of regeneration I held to embolden him. Embolden. Embolden his undead thralls. He plans to outright attack our home. Zoliar, I'm just going to say it that way, sorry, sorry. Zoliar has taken the rod, but it's useless without the conduits implanted on my ring finger. My wounds are severe and I need the rod to survive. Please act quickly. Stop Zoliar and keep the conduit from falling into his control. I implore you to help me. The fate of the vigils and the kingdom is at stake. May the vigils prevail. H.V.D. After reading that, do I get the feeling that if I were to, or if any of us were to remove the ring, would it affect, would it cause any harm to him? Um, You can tell that the ring is like like when you read embedded and then you look back at the ring like on his ring finger it's like riveted into his skin oh we gotta take oh, finger. so we can't so like you can finger or something along the lines um we'll just get the rod back here yeah as you guys are kind of 
like seeing here, is there any other investigations that, that you're kind of conducting among this stuff, kind of looking at things? Um, I know this probably isn't possible What'd you get? A number. <laughs> Is it alright? Pinky goes. She seemed like she had oh, something. Yeah. Oh, Pinky was just gonna check the room for general. I don't know, holes, places to hide, uh, anything weird. You notice that a lot of the books on the shelves like are about just random things like there's a lot of like monster hunting books a lot of like books about goats for some reason um a lot of interesting like different like foraging things and stuff like that like how how to build a trap in a like how to build the best traps stuff like that like very specific like survival-esque things mm -hmm. um you know you open up the chest that's kind of close by the bed and it it only contains like clothes and stuff like that. Um, there's like kind of a cabinet kind of close to the bookshelf that just contains like normal food stuffs, which are very bland. There's nothing like very exciting with these. Um, and you don't particularly notice anything else. I would say though, however, as you've gotten closer um, to him, both Adelaide and Opal, your divine sense and your detect magic have noticed that the the wound on him, and like he's definitely now kind of emitting like it's a faint, but it's still a fairly like it's now noticeable magic aura like just from him. Perhaps it's best not to remove it. I I think that perhaps the better option is to get the rod to this man. I fear that something. Uh, and while I'm talking, can I also kind of, because Opal asked, I'm just going to reach over and kind of tap her shoulder and give her guidance. Is that okay? Yeah. Since she did, like, hey, yo, anyone? Also, I'm going to pick up the crossbow. Of course. Um, you pick up the crossbow. You, it's very, very well made. Um, I will uh, give you the stats for it. And... You're bearing that this um Zoliar is uh is, is looking for perhaps what is on his finger then you should also detect that is what if in our absence I don't think he knows what to look for and then I'll rip the page out of the journal as you reach down and you grab a page and rip it, 
the eyes on the guy that had been told to wide and he goes and he breathes in and he grasps your hand like clutching like death grip and he he says they come they will find us they will search end for end looking for it and then he falls again at that moment taking a better inside check because he was responsive then you get a different kind of sense <laughs> with your divine sense um as that kind of outburst happens like there's almost like a quiet calm that like even like the little birds that were chirping outside kind of go don't hear those anymore and you feel something inside divine sense like clicks in and you feel one two, three, four, more and more. Um, Ren, you outside would also notice this. Oh no, get inside, Ren. Figures have come in from all directions out of the fog. Just kind of head bent, walking forward with rusted swords, old longbows, approaching slowly, you have the crack and like the scraping of bones walking closer. You feel, in a sense, a good, like a dozen of these undead skeletons coming out of the woodworks. And that is where we're going to end for tonight. Oh, snap! <clears throat> All right. Um, you got 10 to roll the d4. Yeah. To tell whether he's good or bad. It's, in, it's intense in the note and his behavior now. He seems the note seems genuinely concerned about who Zolia is and he seems like when he, he grasped Barry's arm he seemed like in a mad haze. Like scared. Desperate. Desperate. So I can take that as all right. Yeah. We will. Awesome. I would have noted that Baron probably didn't like react super scared. Yeah, he just goes, "Oh." Yeah. Did any of us notice that? Yeah, you were right there, weren't yeah. you? Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. probably, and and everyone probably here noticed. would have heard him yell that. Oh, he yelled it. Yeah. Oh, right. Did Aliyah get a chance to like hear or read that note? Yes, you did as well. Okay. Ooh. All right. Well, I want to keep going, but that would not leave a good cliffhanger. So, let's not hear it. So, so we're going to come back, and we're going to probably start with our first combat of the campaign. Cool snap! Do we still end it the same way? I think we do. Brandon wasn't here, but Brandon, and for our audience, those who don't know. The way that we end our podcast is, you know, by just saying things like dungeon. 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 dungeon and then you watch me run upstairs while I go end the stream. <laughs> run, McKay, run. Look how fast he can go. So fast. Run. Look at him run in fear. Yeah, ring that.
bell. This subscribe, was... like. That was oh, good. Smash that like button. Hit the subscribe. If you have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription a month, so... Wait, what? You should subscribe. On Twitch, yeah. If you have Amazon Prime on Twitch...